Welcome to the Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today we are bringing you Season 2 of the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Hello, everybody! Welcome to Encounter Roleplay in the World Tree Burns. As you may have been able to tell, I am not, in fact, Will, our, our normal, wonderful, gracious host. I am Dan, and I am our Dungeon Master for this evening. So we're skipping most of the usual intro stuff and just getting right into it. Uh, we'll go around, say hi, tell who you're playing, who you are, all that good stuff. Simply, you're up. Go. I was, like, so much quicker than Will. I was just, like, prepared to sit here for a minute and just, like, nope. go. Uh, nope. I am simply underscore JXN here on Twitch. I'm simply JXN on Twitter. My name is Leslie. You can call me simply. You can call me anything you want. I might not. But I play Tilly. She's our uh, fighter. Uh, the swinging the hammer and shield, kadunk kadunk, but without reason and drinks a lot person. Uh, on Twitch, I make art. On Twitter, I make jokes. And that's about it. So let's just get started. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. McLogan. Hi, I'm McLogan. Um, dear sponsors, you guys exist. I can't remember who it is. Cobalt Press, thank you. Uh, people who give dice, thank you. Um, there you go. Fantasy Grounds, thank you. Okay, that's uh, that's uh, that's the sponsors. Um, hi, I'm McLogan. I play Cloak. Cloak is uh, happy because fluff and stuff came back alive. Uh, that's all I really yeah. got for right now. I can't wait to... This episode's going to be a lot of ups and downs, I think. Um, but we'll see. See how it goes. <laughs> Scarlet! Hello. I'm glad we're back, finally. I missed you all. And I'm happy to be playing Rowan again. I'm Scarlet Moth. I'm an artist, a cosplayer, D&D lover, shit poster, everything you love. Uh, and I'm playing Rowan the Ravenfolk Cleric, who may or may not be a ghost is probably a ghost. Definitely undead, definitely not alive. She's kind of a ghost. She's also kind of alive. It's all weird. And last, but most certainly not least, Tallsquall. Hey, I'm Tallsquall. You can find me all over the internet as Tallsquall. Uh, I am playing Gladyshin, who is our wonderful Trollkin Geomancer, and he has just seen a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, the, the resurrection, like a fiery phoenix of the bear that died for us so long ago. I'm sure nothing bad will come from flaming undead bear thing at all in the here in the halls of the Everforge. Funny full circle thing, uh, the bear, Fluff and Stuff, also died to fire. So, you know, that's just the whole circle of life. And Look at that synergy and, happening. And all of that right there. It's just, it's cool. Yeah, it's... It's all happening. It's all callbacks. All right. So once again, I am Dan Dillon. I'm going to be your dungeon master for this evening here on the World Tree Burns. We're going to be doing some fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons in the world of Midgard, campaign setting from Cobalt Press. Uh, so with uh, no further ado, let's just jump right back into it. As people said, uh, a great burst of flame had just spewed out of this furnace in the heart of an ancient dwarven forge. 
that is nestled deep in the, the ancient primordial Margrave forest. And uh, as they were shutting down this elemental forge to take uh, the, the power source with them, as they had done before, uh, a strange planar interaction of some sort happened, uh, which is not terribly surprising since this place was close to the plane of fire. Uh, in a sort of a metaphysical, cosmological sense. And this burst of flame ripped through, destroyed all of these uh, human and animal and humanoid remains that were scattered through here from uh, battles months months in the past. And from this great pile of ashes, the massive, growling, uh, confused, scared, angry brown bear that was affectionately dubbed Fluff and Stuff by our uh, cloak-wearing gnome Cloak, uh, began to crawl its way, claw its way out of its own ashes, the ashes of its own bones and moldering bits of fur and tissue that were incinerated in this elemental conflagration. And uh, so there you find yourselves in this massive stone chamber, this masterful dwarven stonework with these great um, massive anvils in the four corners and uh, most of you, I think, are kind of clustered around the large ascending dais, these ziggurat-like set of stairs that lead up to the actual furnace itself where the, the heating and forging is done. And so you're sort of looking down as this bear, its massive shoulders now sort of rising up out of this dusty, uh, puffing cloud of ash from the floor. Its claws scrape and screech on the ground, and uh, the tips of its fur are kind of burning in little embers and letting off these uh, peels of pretty foul-smelling smoke. Uh, so how how would you like to proceed? Does, does uh, anyone question. else see a, a bear? Is it just uh, does I heard a voice. Um, I'll let you make a... Um, Let's see, how would that be? We could do a oh, wisdom uh, insight check, or I will also, if you prefer, if you're uh, proficient in animal handling, you could use that with wisdom instead. Hold on, let me get uh, a character sheet up. You quick. should do that. Because uh, I don't know what I'm adding to it. My wisdom is like plus one. Uh, I don't... Let's. Do... I'm going to do insight because I, I'm more trained in that. So it's a plus four. Okay. There you go. Uh, 16. 16. Okay. Um, so uh, happy is not what I would describe. Uh, I would describe confusion and fear, but it mostly mm -hmm. seems like an animal response. There's confusion and startle, and that almost kind of trips into that borderline fear anger state. So it's sort of like on the edge of fight or flight, but doesn't really know what's going on or what to make of this. And uh, so as you're all watching, does anybody else want to react immediately? Do anything else? I think Laz is sort was... of doing the oh, look at that! Because at first he thought it was there was like a phoenix. And he was like, it is not a phoenix at all. This is a bear, unless you can have a bear phoenix that comes back from the ashes. But this... Um, was that bear not... Does this normally happen? Is, uh, is it still an animal? Uh, as far as you can tell, yeah. I'm going like, to you don't... cast... Uh, can I cast uh, Animal Friendship? 
sure. You can cast Animal Friendship. Uh, so uh, Cloak kind of eyeballs this bear that has now heaved itself fully out of the ashes. It's like it just rose out of them and uh, scatters the rest of the pile and the little bits of crumbling blackened bone fragment that were left. And there's just this uh, big wispy kind of half-diffused cloud of ash and dust billowing around the bear as it sort of spins this way and that, looking around and is kind of growling and <laughs> snuffling its massive bear nostrils and just looking around in this, this uh, afraid, confused, um, disoriented state. Uh, so, uh, you can go ahead and make your cast your animal friendship. I believe I have to make a wisdom saving throw. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe it's a DC. Let me find the DC here for you. 12? Spell save DC? Okay. Uh, Bears are reasonably wise. However, a 7 total is not going to do it. So, uh, you cast your spell, and the rest of you see um, Cloak sort of wave his hand and the, uh, the, there's this faint greenish uh, sparkle of light that glitters on his fingertips, and you see the same light uh, kind of reflect back from the bear's wide rolling eyes showing whites all around, and it starts to slowly sort of calm down. <laughs> that was your bear? Oh, yeah. He likes when done. No. Is this for bear how long? Like... Till tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, as you guys are sort of eyeballing all of this, um, Glaz, you're still up near the furnace. Paula is, uh, she she kind of holds up her hands and is looking at all of you, and her eyes, her eyebrows are uh, are sort of creeping up towards her hairline. Um, her face is ruddy because she's been working in the forge for for days now and for several hours today. Uh, she's kind of running with sweat, and she just looks over at Glaz, who's nearby, and says. Did you do that? Is that something you did on purpose? Uh, no, I did not do that at all. I was just trying to regather the Heart of Flame back into its little home. And um, I think so I you look down. You look down at the lantern, and you do indeed have the, the little living blue mode of elemental flame back inside the lantern itself. And again, in the middle of the furnace, in this kind of scorched, embery burning uh, bowl, in the middle of the coal and uh, and and uh, fuel in the furnace itself is that um, large, maybe fist-sized egg-shaped stone of black with kind of like uh, deep orange glowing through some cracks and um, like facets in the stone. Uh, Glass will go um, sort of close the lantern, <laughs> just <laughs> and uh, go. Uh, no, I did not do that. Did you leave something? Um, is that part of your uh, your uh, artificery that uh, you were doing that you needed? Is that what what is that? <laughs> so you bring her attention to the object in the forge. She looks down at it and and she shakes her head. She says, "I've I've never I've never seen that before. Uh, did it did it come out of the forge?" Tilly, what are you doing about this moment? <clears throat> Tilly, I'm sure, at, at, well, first of all, she asked, is anybody else seeing a bear? Because 
Yeah. Still worried about the tea. <laughs> Definitely heard the force potentially of Quite clear the other people are seeing it there. Okay. And then she's she was probably gonna take defensive stance, I feel like, until okay. if Cloak spreads to approach it and it's friendly. Um however I will I will remark that Heidi, which is what I decided to name her lamb, uh she oh. is worried about <laughs> Yeah, we'll just yeah, tied yeah. back at so, our at our uh, our because uh, we we left her outside when we came into this forge. Um, well, uh, did you want to leave her outside? Because remember, you guys have been here for a few days, uh, and you could have cleaned out one of the rooms to use as kind of a camp or shelter that you were sure. staying in, I so mean, she could be she could be safely in that room. Be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Rather than leaving her out in the forest, which you know, <laughs> wolves and the like. Sink or swim. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're good with it, I'm good with it. I was just, uh, you know, suggesting that. No, no. I would have brought her into the, or she would have brought her into the, our, wherever we were camping together, essentially. Okay. Um, so, yeah. All right. But not much other than so, making sure that Cloak's going to be friendly with this bear and this bear's going to be friendly back. Cause sure. Never seen a friendly uh, bear. <laughs> so the bear. I, I mean, there is the dancing bear. It's, uh, that oh. one seems friendly enough. I wonder how they got one to be Cloak, can, Cloak, can, so, uh, uh, can this bear dance? <laughs> well, so as you guys are, are talking about the bear, you can see that it's uh, sort of padding with its big lumbering steps across the floor and scattering more poofs of that dust and ash every time its paws uh, scrape on the stone. Um, still trailing wisps of smoke here and there from its coat. Although... Uh, except for those little bits of singe where the flames seem to have burnt its fur a bit, filling the room with uh, just an oh-so-pleasant odor. Um, it seems more or less unharmed, just terrified at what the hell was just happening to it. Um, but it sort of plods across the uh, across the forge, up toward the stairs where uh, Cloak was, because you were up there with your blade when, when all of this was going down. Uh, and it just sort of comes right up to you and starts nudging you with his nose and <laughs> giant so, bear sniffs. So is it like it regenerated back into a full bear? Uh, there is a full bear standing before you. And he's not like oh. charred bear or like glowing embered eyes or like... It's it's not like um, it's not like undead bear. It's not like... Um, elemental bear. Elemental... Yeah, and it's not like elemental charcoal bear. It's yeah, it's it looks like brown bear with some singe spots on its fur. And now, when it was climbing out of the ash, its eyes were sort of reflecting that gleaming light that was in the furnace. But that seems to be gone now. Glass, very confused, but mm -hmm. also very curious because he is uh, is going to reach out and. Uh, not ritualistically, I'm going to actually cast it, is going to cast Identify, touch the, the... Well, we should probably know what this is before we mess with it and think and actually cast Identify. What was that, Moth? Please do not burn yourself. Okay. He licks his finger first. <laughs> <laughs> so you lick your finger, back. you, you uh, take out your, your pearl, and you intone the spell, channeling the divinatory energies through the pearl itself to amplify your awareness. You reach out with your licked finger, you touch the stone, and there is indeed a hiss of the moisture on your finger kind of evaporating away because the thing is hot. Um, you think that it maybe you could handle it carefully if you, hey, Will's here, welcome. You could kind of, like, if you had to juggle it a little bit, you'd be all right. If you tried to hold it in your fist, you might get burnt. 
but it's not like red hot or anything at the moment. Uh, so you touch it, and a warm, almost burning sensation shocks through your finger. Very clearly it is magical. Um, and immediately your awareness is flooded with what this thing does. So, Rhea Dan, what are you up to while I give uh, Glaz give the lowdown? Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, then we'll we'll go ahead and let everybody else do their thing while I send some uh, some information to Glaz. Okay, okay, I think that makes it. <laughs> okay. Uh, by which method are you sending such things? Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to find it, and then I will send it probably through the Twitters. Okay, dokie. So yeah, you guys go ahead and uh, do your thing while I get this sorted out. You see Glass sort of glaze over a little bit as he processes yep. what is going on. Is the casting time on identify a minute or uh, it is one minute? It is one. Yeah, it's so he's touch, doing this, but it's one minute. He's doing this for a little while. Yeah, he's chanting, and you see kind of bluish light beginning to gleam in the pearl. And you, you've seen him do this thing before. Uh, Tilly, as Glass kind of glazes over, it's gonna it's gonna sneak around the bear. Just gonna go and check the room, make sure the lens are right. Don't don't just. Yeah, it's a big butt. Right, so are you uh, are you gonna like give the bear a wide berth or just kind of like carefully scooch by it? As much of a berth as you can with the stairs and everything, because I don't know how far. Okay. So the the chamber is a massive rectangle and the stairs are uh, like a three-sided rising platform, like a almost like a ziggurat at the far end. So if the bear's on the right side, you can just kind of scooch down on the left. And you can give it a 10, 20-foot berth if you want. Okay. At a good 20-foot berth, shield still in the bear's way. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get some water. Maybe check on Heidi. How the bear? Okay. Are you sure that's... We should be... Taking this bear with us, Cloak? Oh, yeah, no, it'll be fine. It's often stopped. It's all good. Hadn't it died and attacked you once before? No, it never attacked us. I made friends with it, like last time. So it's just sort of uh, like sniffing at uh, at Cloak's mask and his shoulders and like snuffling at the uh, the hood of his cloak where all of that moss and greenery is sort of sprouting and growing. And it kind of licks, uh, licks his hand for a moment. And then as Tilly goes clanking and muttering down the other side of the stairwell, the bear stops and swings his head over and just kind of watches her as she goes. Bear. Rowan's going to... Uh is going to put her hand forward towards the fluff and stuff for him to sniff. All right. Uh, yeah, so he he kind of, after Tilly sort of makes her way down the, uh, down the stairs and just starts walking toward the door and shooting glances over her shoulder every now and then probably, uh, the bear watches you for an uncomfortably long time as you make your way out of the chamber. Uh, and it kind of drags on a little bit because the damn room is so big. Um, but eventually the bear looks back over to Rowan and kind of begins to <laughs> snuffle at your, uh, at your outstretched claw. Can I roll insight on why the bear is acting like that? Uh, sure. Because it's a bear. Uh, nat 20. Wow. Hey, nice. Okay. Um, so 
it's a little difficult to get a read on a bear, but you know, this one you've actually have a little bit of a rapport with from the, uh, the time you spent with it months ago. Um, but if you didn't know any better, you would say that there was some sort of recognition. Like it looks almost like you would expect someone's dog to look when it noticed them coming home after weeks without, you know, it didn't get that energetic, but that had the kind of vibe to its body language and okay. uh, kind of its uh, I look at Puff Puff and I was like, did you see that? And Sylvan. And she, and she says in Sylvan, kind of like her, her muzzle snaps the words out in a, in a strange way, but she does manage to articulate speech. And she says, yes, I saw it. That was very weird. Let's go. Come on, flopping stuff. And then uh, start walking after Tilly. This is an okay. awful idea. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> the bear was not trying to kill you before, uh, Will. The okay. <clears throat> initially it was trying to kill you. Um, right. It was. Uh, it was sort of a. It was sort of a, a chance battle in the woods with a with a hungry hunting bear, which Cloak diffused by casting this charm spell on it. He cast animal friendship on it then, and you guys used it to devastating effect against the kobolds and bandits that and had taken up in this place. Yeah, and then yeah, then it ate a dragon breath full in the face, and yeah, that was well, yeah, right it burned before. to death. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, but that bear has now risen from its own ashes. Uh, so about this time, Glaz, you kind of have this uh, this shuddering shock run through you as probably the most potent magic item you've ever encountered. Just sort of, you, you absorb some of its essence into your mind to fully understand its purpose, its function, its place in the multiverse, and you snap out of your little trance at that moment as a uh, bear and puff puff and... Cloak goes skipping out the door after Tilly. Glad sort of goes, oh, wow. Are you okay? Another hint of that. <laughs> so it's slippery slope. So, real then. I yeah, think I, I understand you a I little mean, better now after, after uh, <clears throat> reaching out and wow. Okay, there we have it. Um, wow. I'm not okay. encouraging the beginning of any drug habits here. We've already had one. Oh, yeah, no, it's, um, well, she's a good enabler. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so anyway, um, this is, uh, this is, wow. Um, I don't know where it came from. Uh, maybe it fell kind of fell through from the plane of fire, perhaps. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is like some heavy stuff here. Um, it explains the bear. Um, it, uh, this here is a, uh, petrified, uh, phoenix egg. I take a look at that, Dan. Is that the kind of thing where it's like, I've snorted like five phoenix eggs in my life? Sort of like, yeah, whatever, like, glass no. is super, you know, like hardcore, but... Um. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, okay. you, you, as far as you know, you've never snorted any phoenix egg. Um, and as far as you know, you've maybe heard stories of. I might not phoenix, be the authority on it, though. but uh, but yeah, as far as you know, they're they're incredibly rare, even to the point of mythical creatures. 
um, mm. which, you know, in a D&D world is kind of saying something, uh, that um, are supposedly birds of fire, like composed of this living fire that never, that never goes out. And when it dies, it explodes and then is reborn from its own ashes in the aftermath. That so is kind yeah, of no, it's not an, an actual drug, Riodan. It is. It's. It's the magic. It is. Can you not feel it? I mean, it's like I'm Don't sitting here, and it's like, woof, baby. It is quite it is, potent. Yeah. It is that quite potent. Me. Well, so uh, I'll what, that what, what do we do? Are we right, taking so, this yeah. with us? Uh, yeah, right. I, I'd ask probably. Um, uh, uh, Paula, if I could borrow her tongs. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. So she reaches over to picks up her forged tongs and, and hands them over to you. Well, because it's kind of warm. Um, and uh, if you've got, uh, a, he, uh, well, actually, he now has his new lead sort of containers that he uses, that he was using, that he now uses for the, um, the, uh, the uh, nullifiers lexicon. So I'd say uh -huh. probably one of his heavier canvases that he used to wrap like the nullifiers lexicon in you know, since this pretty much stays warm all the time, you know, he's going to basically a fireproof blanket it, you know, wrap it up and go, yes, we, sure. we definitely want to take uh, this this with us. It is, wow, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. It, we, we've got good things that come from this. So you scoop that up. Um, it's probably not hot enough at this point to actually catch the canvas on fire, so that's good. Uh, a few minutes ago, it probably He's got was. scrolled notes and paper, you know, glass. He's extra yeah. careful. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so we're going to jump out to the uh, to the next room over. So through the main hallway with all of those carved reliefs of plate armor and various different types of armor, not just plate, all different kinds on display in the carvings, as well as all different kind of weapons uh, showcasing the things that used to be uh, made here when the halls of Everforge were in full operation. So, Tilly, you've gone down uh, a couple of doors to... Oh, hello, Ladybug. <laughs> uh, you guys, you uh, have gone to the area that you guys cleared out and were using as a campsite where... Um, uh, was it Heidi? Heidi. <laughs> Heidi, where Heidi the lamb was. And she is in there um, just sort of, like, poking around one of the corners where you guys pushed some of the larger chunks of rubble. And she's kind of awkwardly scrabbling around trying to climb these big chunks of broken stonework that uh, probably used to be tables. Um, and then, as you're checking on her and sort of uh, assuring yourself that she's alright, you hear the massive paw steps of the bear coming up behind you, and it's heavy breathing, and you hear the little click, click, click of Puff Puff trotting along, and uh, and, you know, there's Cloak leading a menagerie towards you. Uh, Tilly shuffles across the room as quickly as she can and tries to pick up Heidi to put her around her shoulders like a what's that's yeah. gonna be fine just your animals on that side of the hole mine on this side no so, not well. <laughs> I know bears bears are carnivores they definitely eat the meat this is meat but this is Heidi she was given to me. It's a gift. Don't let her barely eat it, I guess. You know? I suppose yes. technically you bought her. 
<laughs> debatable, not really debatable, but we'll say debatable. <laughs> right, so the, uh, the lamb kind of wiggles and bleats a little bit as you pick her up and sort of drape her over your shoulders like a, a little fluffy shawl. And, mm -hmm. uh, and the bear starts to, like, squeeze his way in. So the, the doors here are pretty large, not that big, so he kind of has to... And like shuffle and push its massive shoulders through the doorway, uh, and the doors are massive, heavy stone numbers with with iron pole rings set into them, and they're all perfectly counterweighted. So even though they're like six inches thick stone, you can pull them without too much effort. Um, it just kind of snorting and scratching its claws pushes its way into the kitchen, which suddenly feels much smaller now that this large beast has uh, shoved its way inside. And it just kind of keeps walking and plods towards you. I assume this isn't like a dog. He can't tell it to not come try to eat my lamb? Uh, it's not here to eat your lamb. He recognizes you. If he eats my lamb, I'll eat your dog. Not really. I wouldn't do that, but don't do it. Puff Puff says, I, I hope not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. How can we see so clearly now? We have to talk about that. Okay. So the bear uh, shuffles forward, leans down, and sniffs you. Giant bear nostrils. <laughs> you feel it kind of like pulling at the, the little bottom bit of your braid as it inhales. And it's like, it, pop, like sweating, just, that's a bear. That's a big so bear. So it, it, it sniffs at you for a little bit, and then licks the side of your face. <laughs> And then oh, just sort I... of like shakes its head and shoulders a little bit, and then just starts like looking around and like scratching over at the uh, little piles of rubble and just sort of doing curious bear things at the moment. It seems much calmer than it was before and is just kind of sniffing its way around and, uh, and occasionally looks back toward Cloak and then goes back to scrabbling about and then occasionally looks over at you and just is kind of hanging out, being a bear. Tilly just kind of eyeballs Cloak. So, when did you meet this bear? I haven't, I don't, I, I literally have only met the dancing bear at the inn, and I, I don't know, I don't know if it's bear, I don't know this bear. Hmm. Fluff and stuff, can you dance? So, uh, the bear pretty much ignores you. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Is the bear uh, still close to me a little bit, or has it kind of plotted around the room? No, it's it's kind of plotted around the room. It's like, uh, it's back around. So this room is almost like, it's almost like a suite. It has an archway that goes into a second room that the rest of you know there's a secret. Well, the people who were here before know that there's a secret door over there that leads to what Paula referred to as the room full of guardians. Don't mess with them. Okay. So as you guys recall, so it was an armory that was all but destroyed with the, the suit of plate armor hanging from a hook and you know, swords and Tilly's gonna like kind of inch her way over to the bear, and she's got just I'm gonna she's gonna try to like touch it to like pet it. Reach out and touch it. Its hair is its fur is kind of coarse and and wiry. It's not like you know silky domesticated animal <laughs> that eats egg white's oh, yeah. hair. And it uh, it sort of um, turns over towards you and like leans against your your pat or your scratch. Tilly like eagerly scratches it and turns and looks at Cloak just and then I got the pale bear. I got a bear I can pet. This is wonderful. Oh, Wait, do, we, do you do you want to do, do you want to domesticate this bear? 
I, I, she looks at her lamb. Uh, what does I'll think about it? I don't know. That's big. That's big rental. Rental. I have a very small boat. I don't know. But yeah, it's a. Here's the thing. If you put armor on it and ride it into battle, how fucking cool do you look? <sighs> that would be really cool. In fact, Tilly, now that he says this, uh, you're a reaver, so you spend most of your time on the sea when you're doing battle-type things, so this really isn't your particular bag, but you have heard of some dwarves that actually do break and ride bears into battle. I mean, we'll have to organize a bigger boat to get it him, him her, it on the sea, but I don't, I wouldn't mind having a bear. I mean, I'm Horses are a little awkward to just throw along. I wonder if... How do you domesticate a bear? What do you do there? Asking Cloak. Carefully. She just keeps petting. All right. So, uh, so while they're while they're doing that, back in the uh, back in the the main forge hall, Paula at this point has begun packing up her equipment. Uh, and actually, she just kind of sat down for a little while and drank heavily out of uh, a large jug of water that she had set aside nearby uh, because she's been exerting pretty heavily for the past three days solid and quite a bit today uh, since they've just finished the enchantment of Cloak's Blade. Um, what are the rest of you guys doing uh, kind of in that main hall? That was really nice work, Paula. You've certainly uh, went above and beyond to uh, to help us out here again, she uh, she looks up and and smiles a little bit and says, "Oh, uh, well, thanks. Uh, it's, I mean, I owe you quite a bit, so so I don't mind uh, I don't mind the extra oh, effort. I think nothing uh, of it, but uh, I, I'll admit for the uh, the opportunity to fire up my family's forge again, uh, particularly that you all were here just in case anything went wrong." Uh, as happened in the past, um, I couldn't pass that up. Well, you know, who is to say what is wrong and what is right? Uh, seems to be lots of mystery around this forge. Uh, well, I, I would think that getting attacked would have been something going wrong. Well, when the forge was originally abandoned, it was because... Uh, several Ifriti uh, came through from the Plane of Fire and tried to uh, tried to take it. Well, that would certainly I... be um... a number on the place. Hmm. I mean, you could look on the bright side. They could have made the forge a bit hotter. Uh, so now that uh, when Rowan says that, a couple of you think back to that that destroyed uh, armory room where most, you know, there was those couple of pristine things, which now you know are actually constructed creatures. The rest of the armor and weapons in there were charred and damn near melted. So, all right. So quite the history you have here with your family and your forge. Um, so, yeah. um, but if you need to light it again, you certainly I'm, I'm always here to help and you know, uh, or lend out the the heart of flame. It is truly, I, kind of yours. I guess I'm just keeping it for you. Uh, as I said, fire, before, right? as I said before, I I don't much want to keep it. So I'm happy for you to have it. But um, but I appreciate knowing that you'll help me if I ever need it. 
Well, not really. It's not really us. I mean, mostly it's Tilly, isn't it, Blaz? I mean, she's been the one that sort of runs the whole show. I mean, we were a mess. You know, there was a whole fight. Everything was going wrong, and then she came along, and hmm, things have been really different since. I, I mean, Bria, Dan, the... Bria Dan, give me a charisma persuasion check. Nice. I, I found God because of her. I was going to uh, say, have you seen her change? I give her advantage by saying, have you seen her change? On the real dad, you saw what the mess he was. I was Sorry. awful, and now I'm just bad. Eight, damn it! I'm so good. Uh, you can. Roman is playing a straight man. Yes. And is saying, "What? What are you talking about?" There you if go. You <laughs> so, uh, as as you guys say that, she she chuckles a little bit and kind of kind of looks toward the door where Tilly and Cloak and the animals wandered off to, and she says, uh, "Somehow that doesn't surprise me." Well. <clears throat> I think we're we're more or less finished here. Uh, do you? I, I suppose you all have a task to complete for Baba Yaga. Uh, I, I suppose so. technically I didn't get any tokens from her, so I don't think I'm bound by her agreement. But I am. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm argue against you doing this and I'll, I'll help as in any way I can. Uh, I would think what you have done to uh, outfit Cloak is certainly payment enough and quite frankly I do not, if you are not obligated to this task, I don't think we can ask you to risk yourself to, to join us in this. Well, that's, uh, that's generous of you. But uh, I suppose I'm not waiting for you to ask me. Yes, I, that's oh. probably best I'm gonna as get, well. Would you like I'm me to get ask my, you? No, I mean I'm coming along. So oh. why don't we get our things together? If uh, oh, okay. <laughs> if this thing <laughs> is this thing is off in the forest somewhere, uh, I'll follow your lead. I'm not I'm not very woods crafty, so I'm not going to be much help tracking it down. But. There is the matter, Cloak. Just, I believe we've got some convincing to do with Cloak. He also did not uh, seem as though he was going to partake in this. Well, uh, that's probably your uh, conversation there, Glaz. I uh, I never much wanted for convincing Cloak to do much. Probably you're the only one that could convince him to do something he didn't want to do. And it seems like he really doesn't want to do it. I seem to remember one time he told us some backstory about his grandma or his mother, mm, a cloak. I don't know. It was a long time ago and I wasn't listening. But it seemed important and connected. Yes. Glass shrugs his shoulders, realizing that, yeah, that's probably going to be him. Uh, yes. I'm not very good with people. I can't convince them to do anything. <laughs> are, you cer- are you certain about that? Yep. Especially in this case. <laughs> because I don't want to talk to him. You did so well with your, your um, friend and your breakup. I thought maybe... Never mind. Okay. Well, you know, I'm more of a putter-together than a breaker-upper. 
Paula. Uh, Paula is Paula is is kind of packing all of her stuff away and is just sort of occasionally, right, Paula. Casting, <laughs> occasionally casting glances over at uh, at the two of them as they banter and is just sort of grinning to herself as she uh, she gets everything packed and stowed. Miss yes. she says, uh, looking over at, at Rowan. You said this was your family's forge. That's right. How how many years ago? You must have some stories about the Margrave, if this is your family's forge. Well, I, I do know some stories, of course, and uh, I, I was here when I was very young, but that's when the attack came from the Plain of Fire, and we fled. Under Everything the changed when the fire... <laughs> when, the, <laughs> when, the, when, the, when the fire plane attacked, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the uh, Emir Ozai of the Brass City came to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, know, I know a lot of the stories of the Margrave, and I know that my people understood better how to navigate around it without running afoul of it. Um, it's very old, and it's, it's alive in a strange way. Um, we had to be very careful to keep all of our, our uh, forge equipment well inside our structure. If we ever brought the fire out into the, into the forest itself, we, we ran into trouble. Um, but I think Cloak has been taking care of things pretty well. He seemed to know what had to be done to get us here, got us through just fine. Yes, and I learned my lesson about the heart of flame. Yeah, make sure you keep that shuttered up nice and tight. Yeah. How could the forest have even allowed your family to build the forge if it is so fire-adverse? Well, you can't think of the forest like it's a person, really. Because um, it's not. It doesn't think or even exist on, on that same level. Um, so it's possible that when my my people long back laid the foundations for this hold they did everything they had to do to appease the forest perhaps it was comfortable with them being here there are people who live and toil and, and spend their whole lives in the Margrave they're often a strange folk but uh, but they manage it it's usually the outsiders coming in to do things like log and hunt and poach that run into trouble how have you heard stories about what happens when people remove things from the forest? Mm. Oh, um, all kinds of terrible things can happen. People can get lost uh, for days, weeks, sometimes even longer. I've heard stories of people wandering into a, a, a misty glade in, in the Margrave and either never coming back again or maybe even coming back decades later. Um, it's uh, the, the stones and trees and animals themselves can turn against you. Um, yeah. All sorts of things can go nasty in here if the if the forest takes a hate to you. Well, I Best we go kill this fiend, then. Kill the fiend and maybe not remove the bear from its natural habitat? Well, I thought we were killing the bear. I thought they were taking it out back to kill it. You know, like a horse. That's what I was gonna... Okay. Oh. I will not use that spell. 
Well, next time I see the bear. <laughs> uh, in any event, um, I can't imagine that the forest is happy with a demon present in it. Getting rid of it mm. will probably earn you some good graces, at least. That's what I'm all about, baby. Good graces or destroying demons? Bit of column A, bit of column B. Especially if it's a heretic demon. Yeah. Then they all have to die. <laughs> that would be unpleasant for the demon. And it's babies. If they're babies, kill them all as well. Burn them, maybe. Or flay them first. Wow. Please do not so burn them all. <laughs> Sorry, what did so I say? It's a little terrifying, real then. I need to go find the cloak. I agree. <laughs> I will be coming with you. So, uh, actually, Paula... it might be best if we bring Riordan with us so that he does not ask Paula if she's a heretic. She, uh, she looks up and says, Not one scrap of heresy here, friends. Devout follower of Voland. All right. You guys go ahead. And he's grabbing her down by the scruff of the neck like a kitten and is going to drag him along. Fine. All right. So Rowan grabs you by the, like, <laughs> it grabs you by the back of your armor and starts dragging you back. That color's expensive. <laughs> all right, so Paula doubles down on her packing, uh, gets everything uh, squared away, and you all kind of start making your way back into the other other sections of the hall. Yes, Cloak? Uh, I want to talk to Puff Puff and Sylvan. Sure. Sure, sure. Uh, I want to look at her as, you know, we have the little bit of uh, the bear and Tilly playing with each other with the lamb around mm -hmm. her neck. Um, mm -hmm. It could only end, you know, greatly at this point. Um, so uh, I would look at her and be like, so did grandmother give you a gift? No, she gave me that food. Uh, I, I ate the meat she gave me, and I chewed the bone. And it was after that that I started speaking. I know you probably think I spoke to you once before when you were digging up dead things, but I actually didn't. That wasn't me. I don't understand what what that was. That was a trick. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. I... Wonder what's that? If you remember, when you guys dug up the uh, the vampire spawn and were yes. speaking dead with it, there was a point where Puff Puff actually responded to you verbally. What did she say? I don't remember. Ah, God, it's been a while. Uh, she basically answered your question like you said something in Sylvan and she responded to you. Oh, okay. So, so you don't know Sylvan? No, I do. I understand it. Uh, I couldn't ever speak it before, but now I can. So I assume it's something that grandmother did. She seemed very happy when I spoke. She said it worked. I'm going to roll Arcana. Sure. And it was... Puff Puff spoke common as well, didn't she? She did, yeah. yep. Since 
Yeah. Sorry, what was your uh, what was your roll result? Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. Um, yeah. All right. So, what are you wondering? Just like, um, if grandmother had been monitoring Puff Puff this whole time. Monitoring? Um, I mean, uh, it's or entirely possible that uh, that that Baba Yaga could be scrying on you. Certainly, since people ate her food and drank her drink and took her trinkets. Her scry shouldn't still be able to see me, I don't think. Um, Probably not, but, no. Um, but my, my thought is before when she said something, but she didn't say she said something, right? Um, that was something else. So he's more curious of, like, if grandmother influenced her from a long time back. Um, I will say or that you, like, you uh, don't like, uh, see stuff with Faye. Any what? Sorry. Oh, uh, like, so since she's a Faye, um, would grandmother <laughs> also have an effect on Faye like that? I mean, it's yeah, like, you mean giving her the ability to speak? Or, uh, I don't know, like something, so it's like paranoia I'm, is coming I'm, up. I'm having, I'm, having, I'm having trouble giving you information because I'm not sure what you're asking about in regards to the Arcana. I think, I think it's more um, what, what happened at that time that would have influenced Puff Puff to talk. Oh, like when you were, when you were digging up graves? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing that you remember seeing or doing would directly equate to that. Yeah. And so, like, also his knowledge of grandmother, like, would grandmother uh, or Baba Yaga have uh, some sort of effect over fey creatures where she can, like, enhance them? She can do all kinds of crazy stuff, man. I mean, yeah. uh, you, you've you've heard of hags and their covens being able to do some just weird, twisted magic, and Baba Yaga is quite literally the grandmother of them all. So, um, yeah. almost it, it almost nothing is off the table, really. Uh, now, as far as Baba Yaga influencing Puff Puff to do that fake speaking in the graveyard, sure she could, but why would she? Um, she wouldn't have known who or what or where you were. So Mm -hmm. there would be no real reason for her to have done that. No, no reasonable way for her to have done that. Like to know, to have known to do it. So, uh, I would look at Puff Puff and be like, what do you remember about that time? Well, uh, I remember that you were all very upset about uh, a vampire who's in Zobek, and you were yes. looking for someone who'd been murdered. Uh, mm-hmm. And you found out where she was buried, and you mm-hmm. hoped that you could speak to her corpse and find out more about someone else who was missing, maybe dead. And so you went and dug her up, and then uh, Rowan did her magic and made the corpse talk. Yes, but what made you talk? I didn't. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That I know it like looked and mouth? sounded like I said. No, I didn't. I didn't move. I I couldn't. It was a trick. Something something played a trick. Something played a trick. 
I played a trick. Oh fuck. This is not good. Um, alright. Um Alright, so grandmother gave you a gift and she gave you the gift of speech. And more intelligence? I I mean no, I, I think I can just talk now. I understand so, everything the same as I did, I think. So you're gonna have to go with them. <sighs> Probably, I suppose. Yes. Or I mean, if you really don't want to, if you really want to let them go fight the demon alone, I'll stay with you and I guess we'll just hope that grandmother doesn't notice or doesn't care. No, she'll notice then hope she doesn't care. I mean, after all, I'm not important, so... Of course you're important. You're important to me. She, uh, she kind of lolls her tongue out and her tail wags. Um... Uh... Okay, so... So you're having... One, one side note, you're having this conversation in Sylvan? Yeah. Okay, so Tilly, yeah, he and Puff Puff are just jabbering I, to each other in this strange I can hear Puff Puff, but obviously I can't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know so but I can hear that yep. the dog is talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Puff Puff her is talking. Her, she's just, like, eyeballing Cloak, <laughs> and she's eyeballing Puff Puff. Like, what the hell is going on? You got a bear out of ashes. Did you, did you say you're still scratching the bear? Yeah, the whole time, just like not so let at go. This point, at this point, he's actually flopped onto his side and rolled onto his back, and you had to back up a couple steps or get get squished. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of turned his belly towards you, and his both back legs are just sort of kicking in the air as you scratch him. I know. Adorable. No offense, the dog can talk. I don't, I don't understand. Is happening? I think we should pick a pack and probably get out of here. I mean, I did finish it before. She's like mumbling to herself, like, like the hammer has woken to her. She drinks some weird tea from Baba Yaga, thinking this is probably what's all going on. Now the mm -hmm. dark and, but the bear experience is really cool. So, I'm in for the ride, but I just don't. I gotta go tell Roland about this. This is so weird. There's a lot of weirdness going on. Uh, so as as you guys are chattering, and uh, the rest of you are coming down the hallway at this point, so you can hear this this Sylvan conversation happening. And Puff Puff says, "Oh, um, I, I guess I should be a little more clear. I could speak before, just not in this kind of language. My my kind, uh, blink dogs, you call us. Uh, we we can communicate with each other. We have a, a language, I guess you could call it." So don't speak Sylvan. I mean, I un I always understood it, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. My my mouth usually can't make the words, but now it can. Uh, so if Rowan's coming down, then she would hear this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. She'll reply in Sylvan. Well, if it's anything like the language of the Hugen folk, like myself, then it would be more communicating in body and noises, not so much words. I guess, but... And, and he would look at Puff Puff and be like, uh, so what do you want to do? Well, she kind of sits down 
And um, you've never seen the expression on dog's face while it sort of stops to think, uh, but but she does. Like her her eyebrows kind of pinch together a little bit, and she closes her mouth, and she just kind of like breathes through her nostrils for a moment. She says, "I think I'm in this whole thing because I like traveling with you, and through that, I, I think that your friends are wonderful, and I think." They mean more to both of us than maybe we've let on. So if you're really comfortable letting them fight a demon alone, I'll go with you, but I don't think I'll like it. Well, here's the issue. Uh, fuck grandmother, okay? I'm not doing her bidding. Well, here's one it way to look at be, it. Oh. It might not be her bidding. Solely. It might also be the bidding of the Margrave. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Do you know who the fucking Margrave is? Grandmother! Once, once Cloak starts piping up in this language that Tilly doesn't know, she stops petting and she goes, Okay, okay, secrets don't make friends. I don't know what you're talking about, but I would like for you guys to let me know at least what's getting Cloak angry. I don't understand it. Please, somebody please. He, he does not want to fight the demon because... Puff Puff says, is... that's reasonable. I mean, I don't want to fight a demon. I would prefer I not, but... I mean, I know that you do. You like fighting everything. I can tell you it'll it'll be a good notch in your armor, but, I mean, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a re I mean, I don't... I'm probably gonna be tough. I don't really fight a demon, am I? It just kind of goes back and then mumbling about, this is all really weird. Probably <laughs> <laughs> a big old ale. A large one. Bear, do you like ale? It just, uh, when you talk to it, it just kind of goes, Mruff. I'll take it as a yes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you all come out. You're really good. Your <laughs> from you, I'm still really good. glass says ale into the, uh, into the alcohol jug for uh, Tilly and, I guess, the bear. Let's, so, glass is a bear drunk. Glass hands you the alchemy jug with the lid popped, full of ale. Foamy, dark brown, delicious ale. I don't know what they're going to say, but it's going to be... We'll get through it now, won't we? All right. So fight the demon. All right. Cloak doesn't want to. It's okay. I don't I mean, I don't blame you. But, you it's know. quite Rowan's going to nudge Glass forward. Well. So Puff Puff at this point looks at uh, Cloak and says in common, do you think this is a conversation you should have with them? Here's the thing, right? If we both do, grandmother's going to be chasing you as well. So that's a decision you need to consciously make right now. I can't make that decision for you. Maybe. Again, maybe. You know grandmother better than most, although sometimes I think maybe you don't think too clearly about her, which I get. Well, I think that the the issue is is that um if we you know grandmother you know you might punch her in the face and she's like i don't care or you'd look at her the wrong way and then she eats your children that's what you fucking get right so it, it's a gamble but i'm not doing your building and i look at everyone else <laughs> well so here's the thing 
you're not doing her bidding. Whatever you decide to do is your call. Grandmother didn't make a deal with you. She didn't offer or give you anything. You don't owe her anything. So whatever you decide to do is your choice, right? Hmm. Yes. So, yes, maybe killing this fiend will help grandmother in some way. I mean, that makes sense, especially if it is from the Master of Demon Mountain, like she said she thinks it might be. But really, that helps more people than just grandmother anyway. Demons are bad for everything, right? Was the demon so, or devil? She said demon. There are good people on both sides. <laughs> Puff Puff growls at Riordan. <laughs> I met a really good devil once. Excellent deal. Yeah, no, devil. I mean, he was devil literally a dealer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they make deals, right? They, they, when demons are demons. Demons are something else. Yes, that just like grandmother. Uh, I feel like de demons and grandmother deal in chaos, but deal with it in different ways. And there seems to be a, me a method or measure to her madness at times. I'm going to leave this to fate. Ooh. So I guess here's the decision you have to make. Do you want to spite grandmother or do you want to help your friends? Tilly whispers towards Rowan, why doesn't he want to fight a demon? Because, because he thinks that... I'm sorry. Well, doing it at... Oh, no. Glass, you know him best. I'm glad everyone knows what I'm thinking. No, she told I me mean, you're... I'm just, I'm sorry. You're not exactly subtle half the time. Maybe if you were in my shoes, you would understand. I mean, I'd be hard to get small feet, no offense, but I mean, what, what do you mean? Can't wear shoes. <laughs> you guys are so fucking stupid sometimes. Uh... I mean, I do have a negative two in the wisdom, so. What's <laughs> a negative two? I'm classically trained. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, mean, I don't understand. I mean, this is, uh, we got it in the bag. I mean,. Uh, at that point, he would uh, he look at Puff Puff and says, oh, "No, guys, just very easily accepted these gifts. There's like no problem at all." I mean, were we supposed to say, "Oh no, I'm sorry, I can't take it"? Uh, excuse me, I'm please, talking to my please, conscience please right now, me. Puff Puff. <laughs> uh, so Puff Puff uh, has kind of settled down and has laid her chin on her paws and she, she kind of lifts her head up, sits up a bit when you start talking to her and she says, well, I think in my case it's a little different. She just offered me something to eat the same way she offered your friends tea. She didn't ask me if I wanted to take her token. She just gave it to me. Uh, I didn't agree to anything. I don't know if that'll true. matter. 
or if she'll care after the fact. But again, I'm not sure she'll care about me at all. No, more than likely she would like want to keep you. Hmm. And she probably would have already done it, right? And like she kind of looks around and you can see the fur on the back of her neck kind of prickle up. Well, but other people be in danger. Oh, yada, yada, good stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll go. Uh, Puff Puff kind of stands up and comes over and like nuzzles her her muzzle under your hand. He like pets her and he like looks at everyone else. He's like, all right, when we leave. I knew you could do it, class. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good on you, Cloak. Um, and just sort of, he he uh, sneaks a little treat over to uh, to uh, to Puff Puff. Yeah, she uh, snaps it right out of your fingers. You you took something else from grandmother. You made a conscious choice to make a deal with her just because you're trying to chase your own goddamn fucking glory. Well, that's another conversation, and one which I might actually agree with Cloak about. Who but I that? don't think it's now. Was that Glass? Did he do that? Is he the bad one? <laughs> yes, yes, Leo Dan, I am. We should have been friends long ago. The, the you're doing bad. You're, you're making deals with Baba Yaga. You're smoking Phoenix eggs. I'm, I'm down for it. What? Smoking phoenix eggs? Why would you kill a phoenix and smoke it? Oh, we have a phoenix egg. Don't have to kill it. Why do we have a phoenix egg? It's irrelevant. Kind of from the plane of fire into the forge. So are we going to back. I don't think it can... I think it might be petrified. Is that what you said, Glass? Yes, it is. It so, is a dead Refined stone phoenix. So, okay, so we can neither phoenix. we can neither raise it nor scramble it. <laughs> Pretty much. Can we turn it into a weapon? Well, it's it's why we have the bear. And he gives it a scratch. So it's the answer to the, it's the answer to the bear. Wait, so yeah, so the so I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Or if, if we get dead, we can get revived. Uh, well, sort of, yes. <laughs> That's all I need to know. I wonder how much it would... What kind of dead would it bring back? I mean, well, it seemed to bring back the child, right? So <laughs> it brought back the child bones and the remains of this bear, so it is obviously quite powerful. Oh yeah, you should take a hit off of it. It's really good. <laughs> oh, that's where, that, that, what the fuck, what? <laughs> <laughs> Have you, I think you've been hanging out with Riordan too much. See? We are the bad boys, right, Riordan? He goes to put his arm sure. around Riordan. Are you going to Right, 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 right. Let, let's hear, let's hear this. Uh, are you gonna like check out some books and then not turn them in? It's so they're overdue. 
Heavens, no. Why would you think such a thing? We're not going to go to the library. <laughs> yeah, not like, I'm not like on all evil. <laughs> they would take away my library card. Glass storms out of the room, offended. <laughs> go help all attack. Sure. What do you think I, I am? Rita goes into his like coat pocket and shows all the library cards that he sells. <laughs> Real villains have twelve. <laughs> Good lord! So much. Time. All right, so uh, so Glass and Paula get the last of the forge equipment, and uh, you know their bits of the the camp broken and packed away, and uh, yeah, so the rest of you can. Get ready to travel in pretty short order, and now it is up to you to decide where you want to go from here. Well, I kind of look to Cloak. You are the best at tracking. Would you uh, like me to give us a go east, east, west, east? I, for some reason, yeah, I, can probably do I was so scared of Baba Yaga. I took no notes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I have. I literally. It's like my notes leave off at. The uh, the thing the the, the 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 pretty women showing up, and then it's like, and then we're at the forge. I, I mean, literally, I blacked it out. <laughs> okay, I don't uh, even have name of you. Ring. You don't? No, I literally, I, I apparently did not take a single note. I was so freaked out. Do you remember so, the name of your ring? T is a hell of a drug. <laughs> It's Walker. It's Walker is what you guys decided to call. Yeah. Yeah, he said his name. All right. Uh, well, you, yeah, you kind of gleaned that with an identify spell, and that seemed to resonate with him. Um, okay. So what she told you is that the creature she wants you to slay is in the Margreave to the west of your destination, which she probably meant the halls of Everforge. And she said it was not quite to the mines. That's and, right. Uh, so, so you guys know that there are a couple of mines in the vicinity of Castle Shadowcrag, uh, but one of them is uh, kind of farther over. The one you're looking at is uh, called Veslau, the Veslau Mines. Uh, I know where those are. Yeah. Okay. Um, probably head near there and see if there are any demons around. Yeah. Start taking everyone that way. Okay. Uh, all right. So you all strike your camp finally after uh, after hashing out what uh, at least is your next course of action. And you stri- You want to strike out immediately uh, for the rest of the day that you have to, to travel? Uh, yeah. Also, my sword. What? Let me see if I wrote stuff down about it. What did you need to check? Uh, what kind of sword it was? It has the, it's, it's a scimitar, but it has the, or sorry, you you do scimitars, right? Is that right? Uh, Saber. Or do you do rapiers? Uh, rapier slash saber. It's a saber. Right. It's 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 a saber. It's a, it's a slashing damage rapier. Right. Uh, so its enchantment is that of a flame tongue. Okay, I gotta look up flame tongue real quick. Because uh, I think it's a nice. E6. Um. Right. So uh, Cloak leads you guys off toward the Veslau Mines. And uh, once again, as before, he leads you um, 
expertly through the dense old growth of the Margrave. And this is like massive old oak tree trunks, hundreds of year old growth and dense underbrush. But he manages to just uh, pick his way through finding, if not game trails, then the places where the brambles are thinnest or where they happen to break naturally. And he basically just creates a winding road through the forest for you. So it doesn't slow your travel at all. Um, the travel is, uh, I don't know, what's, what's everybody's sort of attitude? Are you just kind of traveling in silence? Are you, you know, chatting, just sort of passing the time as you go? Uh, what's, what's sort oh, of the I, I overall... over to Tilly at some point, but Glaz, you can go if you need to. Oh, I was just, just going to say, a, Glaz, a, Just give me a general, me. general overview of your mood as you're traveling through the woods. Um, pretty uh, good, Glaz is, Glaz is... Probably distracted as he attunes to the Phoenix Ember. Okay, so you're going to you are going to attune to that. All right then. Okay. Uh, oh jeez, so... Glass, how come your mum lets you have two magic items? <laughs> well, because he picked it up and nobody stopped him, I guess. Magic Yeah. Uh, all right, so then, yeah, you you have, uh, over the course of an hour or so, you feel this um, burning sensation sort of run through your body, but it doesn't frighten you. It's actually invigorating, and uh, and you can kind of feel the pulsing heat from the, the stone wherever you have it stowed. Okay. Actually, yeah, um, that, uh, it is Walker taking a two-minute slop? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought so. I just wanted to make sure because, uh, yeah. Cool. Just double checking. So, is that three attuned for you? Uh, no, uh, it's only two. No, just, just two. Okay. Because the flame, the flame, uh, the dragon tooth dagger does not require. Doesn't doesn't does not require attunement. Got it. So yeah. So what's everybody else's just sort of overall mood for the first hour or so? Glaz is pretty, um, pretty subdued, just kind of within himself for a little while, and then he might perk up a little bit after that's done. Uh, Tilly, what's kind of your overall? Just mood traveling through this old wood. What a great mood! I get the she could pet a bear the whole time. She's like trying to bridge the relationship between the bear and the lamb. Just like getting the lamb close and be like, okay, no, all right, maybe we'll wait again later. So as uh, like as some time as, as some time goes on, it looks like the bear isn't immediately interested in eating the lamb. Um, it looks like brown bears, while they can do the carnivore thing, they have sort of a varied other base diet, like berries, nuts, insects, that sort of thing. Um, okay. They will eat meat, yeah. and they, they get a oh, taste yeah. for it, and they'll forage, but that's not really their mainstay. Uh, Cloak, what's your overall kind of vibe? Um, I'm scouting, but I'm... A, like, is the bear gravitating towards Tilly and not from me, even though I have a spell on it? It's kind of bouncing between you. Anytime okay, you I'm, sort of... As you're going on, when you, whatever you kind of get its attention, it definitely com like comes over towards you. But uh, unless you cast Speak with Animals, remember you can't like verbally communicate with it. No, but uh, I want to use my... Um, it, it, is it going to uh, turn back from the spell soon? Uh, no, you have 24 hours. You guys set out the same day, so he's charmed by oh. you until tomorrow. Yep. But he's. Uh, uh, I'm slowly going to just kind of train him to 
uh, it was a him, right? Yeah, it was him. Uh, train yep. him to uh, follow Tilly's orders and to do that and like have Tilly have control of it. Okay, uh, why don't you give me a charisma animal handling check and I'll give you I'm advantage on that. Okay, uh, all right. So that, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and have that do. And uh, Fluff and Stuff just sort of picks up on it very quickly and definitely gravitates toward Tilly. All right. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and so... Yet? So that done, I mean, you can try to ride him if you want. Uh, that done, what's kind of Cloak's overall deal as you travel through the forest for the rest of the day? Uh, scouting, uh, finding the best route, um, and uh, fastest, safest route. Uh, and literally, sure. he's just focused on getting everyone to point A to point B. Okay, so he's kind of put that conversation and everything you're doing sort of out of his mind, or he's just all in? Uh, so this is his reasoning. Uh, why he's going to do this. Uh, A, not for grandmother. B, his sure. conscience said uh, other people will get hurt. His other con his conscience being Puff Puff. Um, sure. And then uh, uh, basically um, and to help his friends, you know, uh, because they're, they're important and they would die without him. Sure. Um, so he's just kind of resigned to, to all of that. Is he still kind of angry or resentful about having to do it at all? Or is that just kind of, um, he's, he, it's, it's not, he doesn't blame them for taking the gift at all. Uh, because it's going to be more something that like grandmother's very powerful. And if she can bring a whole nation to her knees four people wouldn't stand a chance. Uh, True. And we would have struggled probably. against three of her daughters, let, let alone her, would probably annihilated us in the blink of an eye. So he's still upset about it, but he's not he's not holding a grudge. Got it. It was it was just sort of a crappy situation, and you yeah. know they they made the best of it. All right, cool. Uh, okay, Rowan, what's uh, what's your kind of overall mood traveling deeper into the Margrave Forest as night begins to fall? Uh. Just a sort of quiet concern, and she's just playing with the um, with the runes in her hand, just kind of not reading them, but fiddling with them for comfort. You know, when you're absentmindedly are sort of playing with something to take your mind off things. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Riodan, what's uh, how, how are you kind of feeling and carrying Riodan's yourself? Riodan's in a he's in a good mood. Um, he's uh, the problems of his uh, breakup, uh, not breakup, are far behind him. He's not the worst one, uh, Glasses. He's now got a new bad boy friend that he's more than willing to train in the ways of being a terrible person. Um, right. he get, get some, helps. some gang jackets made. Yeah, yeah for sure. He's, um, oh my god, he's Barney from How I Met Your Mother. Um, let's do that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> suddenly clicked it to me. Um... And yeah, he's helped to set up um, Tilly with um, Paula. Paula. Um, so he's feeling good about himself. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's, he's confident, and happy, Riordan. Okay, very good. Uh, all right, so uh, 
Paula and Cloak had to spend most of the day finishing their work on his blade. Uh, and so it's already gotten on a bit into the day with everything that's happened, all the discussions you guys have had. Um, and honestly, they're probably pretty tired because it's pretty, uh, that is an exerting thing that they were doing. Uh, both physically and sort of mentally, pouring energy of yourself into creating a magic item. Uh, and so you guys probably find a place to camp relatively early, um, you know, before dusk has really gotten underway. Uh, Cloak can find you guys a campsite with relative ease. You um, spend a relatively quiet and uh, undisturbed night and actually get just good rest out uh, amidst the the old boughs of the Margrave. Uh, when you wake in the morning, assuming there's, unless anybody wants to do anything in the night, um, you guys can strike out again. Uh, so, this would be a great time for Cloak to tell me if he had any plan on trying to find this thing. <laughs> uh, does anyone else have any plan on how you're going to try to find this thing? Uh, uh, Rowan, Rowan's going to roll the bones. Oh, okay. May as well try and get, give us a, a head start. So we'll ask, praise right, so, um, Rosa and ask. Actual, are you casting an actual divination spell or are you just going to try to use your, your fortune telling? Okay, let me see what divination spells I have that could work. Um, is an augury going to work with this? I'm not uh, sure. I mean, not, not really. That, that gives you like good idea, bad idea. <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible idea, but we have to do it. Um, <laughs> I think just try and get a sense of where it might be. And just through prayer. Okay. Um, all right, go ahead and make me a uh, wisdom check, please. Okay. If I go really badly, I will use a crit, but... So that's just straight up wisdom? Yep. Oh. Well, there's your natural 20 anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you, let's say during breakfast, you uh, you take the rune the rune bones, you shake them near the uh, kind of dying embers of your low fire that you keep very well under control, dug into a fire pit, well away from the trees, making sure not to uh, make the the forest itself twitchy. Um, you cast the bones, and they scatter about in the cleared dirt next to your fire ring and you see an arrangement of runes that spells, doesn't necessarily spell out, but it's an arrangement that says Loki. Oh, if a raven could go pale, <laughs> then her, her beak is just agape and she's letting out this sort of low groaning. Uh, well then. Is this song about me? Oh no, there, there's a, a bigger trickster than you about. Is it Glass? Oh hmm. my god, he's not better than me, is he? Not yet. But let, let's not get him on, on the uh, benders that you were. I still have a good. Uh, good. Hmm. Grazishan, are you familiar with you? Well, you know gods, you are learned. 
the name Loki. I'm assuming you understand what that means. Um, Glad studied a little bit about the northern his northern people. Um, with this, I, I mean, Loki's big enough of a, of a someone that he uh, would at least have heard about it in Bimia, yeah. You definitely recognize the name, and I will say that since your Bemian scholar uh, specialty is runes and sigils, you right. recognize the runic configuration, and it's uh, basically and the the name, the the presence of, of Loki, the trickster, the god of fire, the the yeah. the bringer of Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, Glass seeing that sort of thinks to himself. And uh, when things calm down a little later in the night, he's going to head over to Tilly. Sort of okay. when it, he can, it, it would make, would it be very, um, you know, just sort of, uh, you know, subtle, maybe go over, scritch the bear, and then sort of start a private conversation with Tilly. Sure. Tilly, um, I've been thinking as we've been walking today and uh, Rowan's casting has sealed my mind in this. Um, I think that you are the one who should carry this. And he hands her the Phoenix egg. No. Um, I mean, I don't know what to do with it, but I don't well, mind. I mean, if you're saying it's too heavy, I don't, it's okay. I don't blame you. If it's too heavy, I'll just carry it anyways, you know? No, you're going to want to take a moment to let its energy suffuse you. Um, you see, not that I've actually seen you fall in battle, but there is a first time for everything, and I think that you have the most survivability. Rowan is getting pretty be impressive, but he's a bit reckless. Uh, I'm sorry, real then. <laughs> I said the wrong name. Sometimes uh, I do the same thing. Two yes, real then. Uh, She's getting pretty impressive. Have you seen, have you seen her new pants? Her little pigeon pants? They are pretty, pretty, pretty. I saw, pretty. I saw her. I saw her take the teeth of a vampire. It was crazy. It was just I know, right? That you told me about that. You were drunk. Anyway, um, so <laughs> here is what this does. Um, if for some reason you fall in battle, you will not fall. This phoenix egg will keep you alive. Weakened, but alive. One hit point. <laughs> but the nice trick of this one, if in fact you do fall, if something is strong enough to actually fell you, all of those in your immediate area, around 10 feet around you, are caught in a blast of fire damage that will emit from your fallen body. 5d6 to be exact. <laughs> uh, so when you say all people, do you mean both both friend and foe? Or? Uh, it says, oh no, enemies. Enemies. Only your enemies take the damage. Your friends will it not be affected. It does say that. I'd protect my friends. I wouldn't take it if it was going to hurt anybody that I knew. But I mean, I will be actually into me because I will be very clear with you. I'm probably not gonna fall in battle. Well, I'll but take it here off is 
Here is the zinger with that. That's it. Wait for the good part. Okay. You see, this doesn't just do one thing. And I think you're spreading the spreading the uh, the ability to bring back your fallen foes. Riodan has his ways. Rowan has her ways. Cloak even has his ways. Oh, so what you're saying is, and she just kind of pipes up in voice, it won't, it doesn't only raise me, it'll potentially raise my friends if I want to use it that way? Uh, yes. It, in fact, not only can just, you know, pop them back up if they fall in battle and you want to do a quick, hey, you don't go down yet. That works for that, Revivify. <clears throat> so what do, I, what do I do? Do I make them, like, do I make them, like, eat it? Or do I, like, just torture them with it? Or do I go, like... I would oh, assume it's to say it says you can cast a spell, which I believe all of these are touch spells. Right. Also, I so, can touch him with it. So you, mm-hmm. you have to touch the person, which I know might get you off the front line, but again, you can take a hit, right? I mean, But yes, you can bring back someone who has fallen in an immediate way, someone who has fallen in the last, I believe, 10 days on Ray's bed. Mm-hmm. Or... So somebody who's like, been dead. Somebody who's been like... like Oh, oh, sure. Oh, Do you hear? Did you know. hear the? Is that bird? Is that an owl in the background? I don't know. Yes, I'm just practicing my warm up, my vocals. <laughs> it's Rowan throwing a tantrum. Or if there is even some part left of a creature who has died long ago, I can do that as well. All right. Sure. I can explain. I will. I will, I've written everything down on this lovely little on this lovely little uh, instruction pamphlet. I, I tried to illustrate it as well, and I will. Uh, you can keep this, so you will know. I'm sure it's like perfectly pristine and like. Oh, it's well, the penmanship is beautiful. Okay, she kind of wads it and just like shoves it in the breastplate. I'll never forget how to use it. Then I was I was almost forgetting just then. But say thank you. I mean. And she'll open up her bag and just kind of put it in there. You'll you'll find you'll find find that in your chat bag. <clears throat> Is that what we think? Thank you, thank you very much. Ooh. I mean, I won't enjoy I'll, that wall of text. Wisely, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I just, like scrape it and put it somewhere else so you can read it a little easier. All right. So uh, as you guys are conversing, uh, Glaz, you notice a strange rustling in your pack, and you see uh, you look back, and you kind of get nudged over a little bit as fluff and stuff is like pawing at your pack and trying to like dig down toward the alchemy jug. Nope, oh, you're muted. The bear's an alcoholic now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, I, I was going to say, how much did he drink? I only, you know, it only has, a, uh, it has quite a few gallons in it. Uh, uh, yeah, with whatever's left, he will, he'll, he'll let him put his, actually, he sort of goes, uh, it looks like there's two mugs left, uh, one for you and one for the bear. <laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, I guess if you uh, if you because it's not to the next dawn that I can say something else. Well, we were doing camping, so yeah, whatever, uh, yeah. whatever you want to do. This. Oh, this was the day before, though. Okay, uh, so yeah, I mean, if basically is if you let fluff and stuff at the jug, he's going to take whatever's in there. So yeah, 
I was gonna say you're going to have to fight the bear for it, but hey, hey, oh no, no! <laughs> she hands it to uh, Glass, hands it to Tilly. Go here, here. Give it to the bear so you can like make friends, and he'll be your mount, and you can have a you can be like a bear mount because you know horses just trot and don't have claws. I mean, I think they've already. And she like tries to like scratch the bear's side to get to roll over again to do the belly trick. Oh yeah, sure. Because yep. it's legs. I mean, look at the legs playing play the banjo. It's like, it's like a bear. Tomorrow morning, it means that you can't have uh, ale, but we can make the jar make honey. Ooh, turning honey into meat takes quite a while, from what I know. But all right, sure. <laughs> For the bear? Oh, I sure. sure. <laughs> In the beard. All right. I can't. It's, uh, just, it's just fluffy, just like my beard. I can't. It's just. <laughs> okay, so Tilly, uh, after you spend an hour uh, during kind of a rest, after you guys get set for camp, kind of holding this this fist-sized stone, uh, and it's hot in your hands, you can actually feel its heat through your gauntlets uh, as you hold it for a while. Um, you kind of uh, get lost in this mesmerizing, uh, kind of flickering glow of this orange-red light in these almost like veins, like cracks through the stone egg. And uh, eventually you feel that that same warmth, that fiery warmth that Glaz felt. And Glaz, you suddenly feel, um, you know, at night if you're camping and you're near a fire, like a bonfire, and then you walk out of it through the night towards somewhere else, that just cold that settles over you and you can feel it pressing in through your skin, you you suddenly have that feeling uh, when your attunement to the to the stone breaks. And uh, in that moment, you have the full knowledge of how to use this thing. So you know that if you if you drop to zero hit points um, once once per day, you can uh, you can choose to drop to one hit point instead, and yeah, basically be reborn in a burst of flame. Um, if uh, you know that you can also use its three charges to cast revivify for one charge, raise dead for two charges, or resurrection for three charges. And you know that if you spend the last charge, uh, you have to make a check, and it might regain a charge, or it might it might regain some charges, or it might shatter. Right. Uh, and the specifics of those spells, um, the mostly the important one you need to know is Revivify. That one uh, allows you to bring a creature back to life if it's only been dead for less than a minute. So it's kind of like the paddles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. So you can uh, you you can defib someone who's uh, <laughs> who's been knocked uh, knocked down to death uh, if you get to so them like, very quickly. Revivify is like fresh body raised dead. Yes. After a little yeah. bit, and like resurrection yeah. is like you're <laughs> really dead. So so the important the important one for you guys about the resurrection. Hopefully, it won't come into play anytime soon, is if their body is destroyed, those other spells don't work. But this particular version of Resurrection will work even if there is just dust. As long as there is something left, it will it will re rebirth them. Alright, cool. Right. So, uh, but it is not a true Resurrection. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. Just a quick question. Because yeah. I know it, it like gains a charge at dawn each dawn. It does not gain a charge at dawn. Oh, I if you it did. burn if you burn the last charge, you roll a die. On a twenty, it regains one d three. If you roll a one, it shatters. If you roll between there, it has no charges. 
okay, oh, can't be used again until the following dawn. Sorry. Um, right. Cool. Never mind then. Right. Then I will, re- I, I will retract my question. I was going to say, is it actually down to zero charges? Because it, re- it is actually it down to zero charges. Yeah. Yeah. Because it resurrected the bear. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, that was, that it was has all... three charges now. Yeah. 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 It uh, has three charges right now. now. Yeah, yeah, it's at three charges now because I was thinking right. that it slowly would rebuild each morning, but never mind. Nope. Nope. Okay. It is ready to go right now. Okay, so now the cloak is back, uh, you all break your camp and you head back out into the uh, into the forest once again. Do you guys have a plan for trying to find this creature? Rowan did a casting with, of her runes and uh, with a sign from Wotan, she uh, got the, the, the sign of Loki the trickster and the god of fire. And she not happy. Yeah, not so good. That's a bad thing. <laughs> oh, he to get the sign of the enemy of Wotan. I'm not sure what we should do. Yeah, it's like a grudge match, you know. Should be a good one. But I'm you the one who has to a... carry out. I'm the one who has to fight okay. for him. Rowan, listen, listen. I consider myself to be a hunter of heretics, a witch hunter of sorts. I seek them out and kill them, and that is glorious. And you now have the opportunity to be me. <laughs> I mean, how great I does mean, that sound? I mean, Glass loves it. Uh, here's the thing. He's really good at hunting heretics. I mean, I've never seen a heretic. Terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm that's not going just, to. We're, we're done here. <laughs> that's that's everybody takes ten seconds. Privilege that with a response. <laughs> All right, you're welcome. Everyone. So yeah, uh, do you guys have uh, have a thought on how you might try to uh, to track this thing down? Uh, well, I do, but I'm not going to share. Okay, the good news. I do, but I'm not going to tell you. Um, I don't think I can track it, honestly. Um, because I took, um, my plan was to take Fiends um, as my second uh, favorite enemy, but mm-hmm. I ended up taking Undead. Um, Undead yeah. So, because that, that, that was where. Um, that that's just pretty much what I ran into with this. Um, so, if you're talking primeval awareness, it reveals fiends to you. It just doesn't give you pinpoint information or direction or anything yeah. like that. But it will tell I'm, you if there if there is a, a, such a creature present. Yeah, is fluff and stuff still under my spell because it's been a day? Uh, yeah, it's still like you got a couple of hours left because it was sort of midday later afternoon when you uh, when you cast. What the spell. do I know is going to happen when the spell runs out? You know that Fluff and Stuff will no longer have the Charmed condition, and then will treat you however it would if it were not Charmed. So, if you guys, if you didn't, like, screw with it and make it do horrible things and make it hate you while it was Charmed, then things are probably fine. Uh, as it is, you were pretty nice to it, and fed it, and, and you know, set it up with Tilly, who's been giving it beer and scritchins so <laughs> and honey apparently yeah they they pop open a jar of honey and the bear just dives its whole head into the jug uh yeah it probably finishes that gallon of honey in two and a half minutes tops <laughs> uh, yeah uh you think that fluff and stuff will be favorably dispo- disposed towards you at least 
you don't think there's any danger of an attack or anything like that. Okay. Uh, So my animal handling towards, like, trying to domesticate it for Tilly, uh, that has an effect as well? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that all factors into Uh, how you've been treating it. Um, okay, so I just want to know that. Uh, so I'm going to spend a, uh, as we get to the mine, um, mm-hmm. spend a spell slot and use my uh, primeval awareness. Okay, so as you guys travel, probably for another couple hours throughout the morning, um, you stop for a quick midday meal, just to, you know, uh, either whatever cloak can forage up, which is pretty decent in the Margrave. There's there's game aplenty, there's lots of edible plants and the like. Uh, so, uh, or if you want to expend your rations, you can chew on hardtack and jerky as well. Um, after a quick cold lunch, uh, you set off again, and after traveling for a little while, Cloak uh, kind of draws his his uh, his cloak about his shoulders and sort of wraps himself in it, and you can see it sort of slither around him and sort of wrap tightly around his uh, his ribs and hips, and uh, he lowers his eyes and you see this faint greenish flash in the depths of his mask and uh your your sense of the world and the forest around you cloak just spreads from the soles of your feet through your boots down into the earth and you can feel the roots of the trees and bushes underneath you spreading out like uh like a web underneath the ground for miles and miles. Each tree root touches the roots of the next one over and so forth. Its branches touch the next one and your awareness just skates along those connections. You feel beasts prowling in the brush, birds flying overhead, uh, insects, you see birds uh, diving at prey. Um, You feel the presence of otherworldly creatures. You sense somewhere distant that faint inkling of a dragon that you felt on your way here. Uh, thankfully, it doesn't. Uh, you don't have an idea of where it is really, but it doesn't feel imminent. Uh, it feels distant. Um, you feel a, a great presence of fey, uh, kind of bleeding in from other worlds and layering over this one. You sense the cold, dark touch of shadow in a few of the deeper, darker groves and caves and hollows of the Margrave, but also the brighter, more uh, emotional, sort of vibrant energies of Fae. And you sense these more keenly than, uh, than pretty much anything else. You do not detect any celestials, any fiends, um, you probably pick up a ping of an elemental, uh, but you don't detect any undead other than Rowan, uh, and you you have a, a, a sense of her immediately nearby. But it's somewhat uh, muddled, confused. Mm-hmm. You don't sense any fiends, and you get a good five mile radius with your uh, because this is your favorite terrain, or six miles, something something crazy like that. Yeah, you get a six giant, miles. You get a <clears throat> giant area of, of awareness. You do not sense any fiends. Um, you sense some nearby fey, uh, small, flittering presences that, uh, that kind of move quickly. Uh, and then you get a, a strong feeling of a, a very old presence. Um, its presence sort of rooted in the forest. You can feel its its energy sort of reaching deep, much like the trees around you. Mm-hmm. And it's not too far away. Maybe 300 feet. 
And what what kind of is it Fey? It's Fey. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think there's a Fey lane, a, light, a ley line somewhere, um, out and about. Um, I don't sense any fiends, and there's a big something over that way. Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of off to the northwestish uh, from you, and it's yeah. maybe yeah, three hundred feet away. Should we go investigate that? The that's probably our guy, right? Oh, what's that? We're looking for a demon. I don't know what it, what if it is. Not, what if it is not a literal demon? but rather something that Grandmother was calling a demon, something that was accosting the forest. Right. Hmm. Like, a, like a metaphor. Puff Puff kind of licks her lips and says, she did say fiend, and she said she suspected the master of Demon Mountain of sending it. Also, I don't know, I don't know who that literal. is, but it sounds literal. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can sense things for miles, and I don't sense feelings. I sense a dragon way the fuck over there. Let's not go that way, then. You said there was something old that was close? Old for 300 feet that way. Paula kind of uh, shifts her shoulder and uh, digs in one of her packs and pulls out a, uh, a warhammer and kind of gets the heft of it. And she says, well, do you think it's something that might know more than us about this area? Would it be worth trying to talk to? I, I mean, I can try something, something is not quite right. There is something amiss. Some, there is some trickery. Oh, welcome That's with working with grandmother. And the Margrave, from everything I know about it, says Paula. Let's go ask it. Yeah. All right. So, uh... I'm hiding. Is that, you just cast mage armor? Yep. Just because... Okay. Uh, Paula has also taken the time while you guys were resting for lunch to uh, change out of her sort of traveling clothes and has actually put on a, a set of chain mail. Okay. Looks very nice on you. Uh, very fitting. Thanks. Made it myself. I mean, I oh, you two get a forge. Is he speaking in his weird pop tongue? I don't understand. So, uh, yeah, so what's the plan? Are you guys heading off towards the, uh, the, the Fey presence? I would tell Puff Puff and be like, you protect Glass, and then uh, I would go hide and go sc scout ahead. Okay, so you're, how, how far ahead of them do you want to range? Are you going to have them follow behind you, or are you going to go uh, check it out and then, then come back? Uh, I want to go check it out and then come back. Okay. Uh, all right. Why don't you go ahead and make me a dexterity stuff check, please? Yeah, fucking eight. <laughs> Ooh, an F and eight. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, so you travel like Cloak just sort of scurries off into the brush, and after a little bit, he's he's gone. Uh, the rest of you, you know, can make your preparations as you like. 
Cloak, you sort of scurry over a, uh, a shallow kind of just like a brook, like a little creek. Um, climb up the eroded embankment that leads down to it. Uh, thankfully, it hasn't rained recently, so it's fairly dry. You're able to climb up it without slipping down the mud or anything. You make your way through the trees and uh, past a little outcropping of rock, and you can see that there's, it's not quite a clearing, but it's, um, it's a little bit more like a glade, kind of a, a thinner area of trees, and it uh, is surrounding this strange-looking moss-covered tree in the center, right in the middle of this sort of sparse group of vegetation. Uh, there is still canopy reaching up over and kind of blocking most of the sun, which is now shining down in these sort of broken beams uh, through the, the sort of loose leaf cover overhead. Uh, yeah. And as you kind of hunker down behind a log and just sort of peek your you know, mushrooms and moss and little bits on your cloak up over the moss and mushrooms growing on the log, uh, you can see the tree begin to shift slightly with this creaking of wood, like old beams settling. And it twists, and you realize it is not, in fact, a tree, but it is a massive figure, humanoid-ish, but seems to be made of vegetation. It has this great crown of uh, fluffed-out hair that is basically like uh, wild hanging moss. Uh, it has a mustache and beard that hangs down its barrel chest almost to its waist. And it's just, uh, it's got this viridian body, this v various shades of green that look like uh, moss and algae growing on old wood. And it sort of stops and turns and looks, not really in your direction, but looks kind of past you and just looks off into the forest. Can I roll intelligence? And or in nature? Yeah, sure. Sure. And it lets mm -hmm. a uh, sort of a, a deep... <sighs> what the hell? Sort of like a, a booming... It sounded more like a deep breath or a sigh, although it hits you with the force of a growl at first. Uh, it's um, big. It's probably 12, 15 feet tall. Can I do... Can I do nature and can I do insight? Um, sure. Yeah, you can make an intelligence nature and wisdom insight check. Uh, nature 12 insight is probably going to hopefully be my better one. How Ten. loud is this? How loud is it? I mean, pretty loud, but you guys are like 300 feet away. So you're just hearing forest sounds at this point. I uh, don't really know what that means because mazes. Did he, did he look in the direction where everyone's at? Um, not like he kind of looked past that direction, but then kept going. Like, he didn't stop looking in that direction, really. He just sort of swept his gaze past it. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, so, with a 12 nature, you are not familiar with what this could be, but you know that fey creatures are, are varied, and even sometimes within a species, so to speak, there's a lot of variation. So, I mean, this kind of reminds you of a treant, but it's mm -hmm. a little bit more humanoid than the than trans okay. usually are they're more tree-like with humanoid features this is like a humanoid made of the forest and okay. just massive hulking um your insight is a 10 uh all right so <clears throat> it gives you the feeling of patience it just seems old 
and just gives you the sense of waiting, but not like an impatient waiting, just kind of watching and being. It's, it's kind of calming, actually. Yeah, that, that worries me a little bit, um, <laughs> just because he thinks about he thinks about the fucking like spiders that sit and wait, and then when and they're calm, and then a fly gets in their net or their web, and then they are very aggressive quickly. Sure, sure. Um, so to uh, oh shit, everyone's like three hundred feet away. Um, I mean that's your fault, buddy. I, I, I yeah, I was I have an idea, but you guys are too far away, and I might be. So how far away am I from it? Uh, I'd say you're a good thirty feet from the edge of the glade to the center. Okay, um, I want to get. 40 feet. I want to be out of this thing's reach. Um, oh, you're well out of its reach, probably. I mean, unless it can do something like stretch its arms 30 feet long, you're well out of its reach. I Yeah, I, that, that's what I worry about. Um, so okay. All right. I'm going to be so I'm going to be 45 feet away. Um, okay. And uh, I'm going to come out in Sylvan and say in Sylvan, I'm going to be like, oh. So it sort of perks up, but as it does, it's not like a huh, huh. It's a very slow sort of you can hear its hair and beard sort of rustle as it moves. And it looks over toward the direction where you called from, and it begins to walk kind of slowly, amble, really, its way toward the edge of the clearing. And it says in a very deep, resonant voice, A traveler. Hello. Hello. And it kind of comes up, and massive fingers sort of reach around this uh, this tree trunk, and very gently, for its size, just kind of grab the edge, and it sort of leans over and looks at you. Oh. And he kind of looks down. My sword's out under my cloak, by the way. <laughs> okay. Um, because that's paranoid, uh, paranoid cloak. Um, so I don't know if anyone else can hear the conversation, but cloak is not not a back chance. Anymore. Not a chance. They're 300 feet away, man. Yeah. Through a forest. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, question. Um, what do you do here? He, uh, he sort of tilts his head. And he says, You are an interesting one. I am a watcher. A protector and a guide. And it kind of sways a little bit. And he says, You are not of the Margrave. Oh, no. What is your purpose here, small one? Well, do you know... Don't take this the wrong way. Don't don't get upset. Do you know who Grandmother is? He kind of, kind of leans back a little. He says, Of course. Well, we have um, heard her name for ages. She said there's a demon out here somewhere and I sensed uh, I didn't sense any fiends and that's leads for miles upon miles but I sensed you and I wanted to come talk to you to see uh, my friends they, she offered them a gift you know and she's super powerful so you know they had to take the gift and mm. so you know taking that gift they had to you know do something for it so yeah uh pretty much um this she said there's a demon from demon mountain is that what it was 
or Lord Demon Mountain, something like that. Um, and she wanted us. Mountain is far yep. from here, in the plains beyond the grasp of the forest. Dangerous business bargains with the Baba Yaga. That's that's what I try to tell them, but they don't listen to me. I don't make a bargain. Don't, don't get me wrong, okay? I I kept good on that point. Um, so, um, yeah, I. Uh, how's your relationship with Baba Yaga? I have never spoken to her. Hmm. She has never come here. Interesting. I have seen her hut bound through the wood and chose not to stand in its path. That's probably a wise bet. Hmm. Well, is it, is it right if I go get my friends and we, we have a conversation? Yes, you and yours are welcome if you come here in peace. I'm going to roll insight on that. Sure. <laughs> Fucking 10 again. God damn it. <laughs> um, he seems sincere. Okay. Um, he says, so he... would you like me to accompany you, or shall I wait here? Uh, what, what are you comfortable doing? You can come with me if you want. It's not too far. It's like, they're like a few hundred feet that way. I enjoy traveling, and well, I so am able to travel with others, such as you. And he starts walking through the brush. <laughs> So he takes these like ponderous steps, but they're very long strides. So he ends up moving pretty quickly. He covers ground at a good pace. Uh, he also doesn't seem to uh, be hindered by the brambles and the undergrowth, which probably you could have expected um, mm -hmm. being a fey creature of the forest. He also doesn't disturb it. Like he doesn't crush plants or flowers as he walks. Somehow he manages not to, to just tear the loam and ground and plant life and animal burrows asunder as he walks through. Can I climb you? Lead the way. He, uh, he kind I... of chuckled. <laughs> you may. I climb him. And he sort of like offers his hand down if you want to grab it and scamper up. Yeah, uh, and that's what I do. Yep. Yep, so you grab a hold of his, like, giant thumb and climb up his arm. It feels like uh, stone or wood or something underneath all this moss and lichen. And you kind of, like, get up on his shoulder. And you kind of have to, like, grab and half get into his big old fro of moss uh, to, try and, to try and get into there. To, to really have a place to stand. Because his hair is almost as broad as his shoulders. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd be like hanging out in his hair, and then like, sure. um, as, uh, as he walked up on him. To oh, your that All right, so he uh, starts. He starts walking the way you point, and he says, "Where have you come from?" Uh, we came from Zarbeck. Mm. I have heard the name. It clatters, but I know little of it. It is everything the forest is not. Oh, that's true. It's a city. There's not really much nature there. And a city of metal 
and springs and things crafted by tools. Yeah. All right, so uh, the rest of you start to hear this this deep rumble through the ground. And then uh, like eventually you hear these rhythmic, massive footsteps approaching. Uh, it is not accompanied by the panicking of animals, the, the, the flight of birds, or the snapping of twigs and, and undergrowth, just the, the heavy sound of footsteps and the kind of piping chatter of cloak. I think I see your friends ahead. Yep, hold on. Their faces are great right now. <laughs> Surprised, are they? He kind of like pushes a tree aside gently, and the tree seems to bend without cracking or protesting too much, and he mm -hmm. steps into the clearing where you guys stopped and lets the tree sort of gently fold back over. What's your name? Hello. And then he kind of stops as, as Cloak was asking one question in his ear. Oh, my name has not been spoken in so long. It is Bostoff. Bostoff. Bostoff for friends. I should like that. Hello, friends of Cloak. And kind of waves his hand. Is he, is he speaking common to us? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's speaking common. Okay. Uh, so he was probably speaking Sylvan initially with Cloak and then switched to Trade Tongue uh, when he started speaking to you guys. Oh, hello. Rowan will bow deeply. Cloak tells me you are in search of dark creatures. Oh, uh, what's happened? How did we get here? Why is the tree speaking? There's Balstar. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Old stuff. Right. My did oh. I sniff some of the phoenix? Don't think it's hard. Cloak, where uh, where did you find okay. this friend of yours now? Oh, he's the, he's the really old thing I sensed. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we. Uh, Fluff and stuff kind of hunkers down and like backs away and seems like holy shit by this thing that walks into the clearing. I, it's okay, I Fluff of, and stuff. I sort of nudge Paula. It's like, well, pretty much whenever you take Cloak into the forest, he ends up with an entire parade of things that he has made friends with it was last first it was first it was the blink dog and then now the bear and well the bear died but now the bear is back and now we have a tree so cloak yeah, is very friendly oh. i hope like friendly as he is i don't know how he keeps convincing everybody of that 
I thought if I were yes, Lord, yes, he is very friendly. Friendly, that is what he is. Glass is the friendliest. Of course, he is friendly. Friendly. Does Bostoff look really old, like a very old tree? I mean, he hmm, he has kind of an old look about his features, but as far remember, he's not exactly a tree. He's like a a big green giant person covered in moss and lichen and, and like but all yeah. that would kind of include that he would have been here a while maybe maybe um it, it doesn't so it's like if a if a tree was entirely covered in moss sure that could give you that sort of feel uh he does have the feeling of age just sort of settled over him like uh, that that same feeling that cloak had before that uh that um just that that patient watchfulness Okay, Tilly, Tilly, ask him, how long have you been here? What, what are you doing? Where, how did you, I mean, I, I don't know how you found him, but he's not hard to miss, Clock, but... I have always been here. Cloak came to my glade. He found me. I did. I not find him. Uh, excuse me, Silver. Stuff. Yes. Are you aware of any strange goings on in the Margrave? <sighs> I have felt troubling things not far from here. I was wondering if I should investigate myself. But often these things work themselves out over time. But since you are here, I would not feel comfortable letting you walk into danger. If you would like a guide. That would well, be most, most helpful if you would, if you offer us this privilege. You wish to go to the places I have felt the darkness. You put it that we way. Wish, we wish to uh, weed out the darkness. Mm. It is important to carve away diseased growth. Why hell do you guys speak like this? Like, can't we just be cool? I, I am very, I am very cool and hip with the kids, Rodan. But is now is a time my for my grandma spoke like that. <laughs> well, I am a mission for grandmother. Do you wish to go now? Yeah. I've got a couple of questions while we're on the road. Is there a Mrs. Bolstov or another Mister Bostov? Uh, is Acons how you guys sort of do it? I mean. You're asking if I have a mate. No. Yes. I do not. Oh. You seem, you strike me as someone that's kind of old, if you don't mind me saying Paula, Paula sort of shoots Tilly a look and, like, glances at Riodan and is just like, this is, this is his thing? <laughs> Tilly, Tilly uh... does the whole, like... There's not anything that's not his thing, it seems so. I'm no, I'm going uh, to... If, he's, if he starts asking some really awkward questions, I'm just going to grab him by the ear. 
and pull. No, I'm not, I'm not hitting on this giant tree, dude. What no, I'm saying. You're, you're being being I'm, just, I'm asking some emotionally revealing questions of the person that we've just met. What's wrong with that? All right, so you guys are walking and talking. He actually shortens his stride a bit to try and not get too far ahead of you, because if he does just kind of plow on ahead, he'll leave you behind. Um, but, uh, sure, he'll he'll talk as you guys travel through the woods. So what's your story, Bolstov? Who hurt you? Oh, my story is very old. And you probably couldn't hear it all before you died. All right, then. We'll skip over that. But as I told Cloke, I am a watcher and guardian. And rare, rarely a guide. Such as now, when travelers come through the wood. Not very often. Not very often at all. Taylor Chapman, it seems very lonely. Are you by yourself a lot? Do you have many companions out here? To you, it would seem that way. All right, so as you guys walk, he'll kind of just chat with you. You can't really describe what he does as chatter or banter. He really just, he just talks slow and plodding and ponderous and deliberately. And he answers your questions much in the way I have been. Like directly, but often with just this weird slant that just speaks of a mind that doesn't quite work the same way yours does. Certainly with relation to time. Uh, so you travel for probably the better part of the rest of the day. Uh, during your travel, uh, Fluff and Stuff will probably shake off the spell and look a little confused for a moment, but then basically just keep right along as he was, uh, probably snuffling, uh, between Tilly and Glass looking for more honey. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Bostov just kind of keeps leading you into the woods. Not far now, he says, uh, as the sun kind of begins to, to dip in the sky. It's not dark or dusk yet, but it's definitely on the downward uh, swing of the sun cycle. Can I roll insight again? Sure. Okay. No, I think this guy's the greatest. Yeah, he's on the level, man. He's a, he's a pretty solid guide. Like, uh, you're pretty good at leading people through forest, but, I mean, this guy might be part of a forest, so that's kind of cool. He's my um, new best friend. I'm yeah. going to make an insight as well. Sure. If we can actually grab the dice. Oh. There we go. Whoa! There we go, the duality of man. So... When he says, not far now, there's a little bit of a smile that creases the corners of his mouth that puts you off just for a second. Like, it just seemed off. Hold for a minute. So he stops. He says, the darkness is not far ahead. Do you wish to go in as one? What would that entail? I mean, physically. In, Walk in the place where the darkness festers. He kind of <laughs> past those trees. 
And so you look over and he points you to three trees that have all been lightning struck right next to each other. I, I'm going to be crazy. Um, okay. I'm going to use another spell slot and use my primeval awareness. Okay. Uh, once again, your your sense of awareness reaches through the ground around you and spreads out, racing through the forest along these connections, and you feel much the same as you did before. You do not feel the presence of any fiends. You feel Fey, you feel you know the undead presence of Rowan, but no others. Uh, elementals, uh, that dragon at this point is not registering on your senses. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't sense any evil over there. Hmm. That is strange. Perhaps it has found a way to hide itself. What is your understanding of this darkness? Merely that it festers in the forest. I was watching and waiting. And your arrival prompted me to act. Um, mortals seem to cause haste. Is there anything strange with the ley lines in this area that Glass can sense? He has, I did take lay sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I first do just my general feel for the ley your- lines within a mile, but then I, if I might reach out if it seems like you there's something. Me yourself to the presence of ley lines and I would say at this point you hear the mournful strains of the shadow road distant barely barely on the but still that's within a mile and to your understanding you weren't that close to it yeah yeah I mean the shadow road is like nor were you even traveling in that direction. Yeah. Ooh. Um, clock. It is odd. I am hearing the shadow world here. The more the strains of it. But from all of my mapping, it should not be. However, the shadow world as the name implies, is connected to the Shadow Realm. If you wish, I can see if there are denizens within before you enter. What about this Loki guy? What's he like? Could he be here? He he kind of tilts his head and says, I know not of whom you speak. Can I roll insight on that? Sure. I will roll inside. Oh, that. that's yeah, funny. Oh, yeah. You got um, uh, you get the feeling that he's he's not exactly lying, but he is kind of obfuscating a little bit. Like maybe he has a suspicion of who you're talking about, but knows it by another name, that sort of thing. Hmm. Cloak, can you sense... Can you not sense portals? Hold on, let me do that. 
I sense portals for a thousand feet. Uh, I think. Hold on, the verb might okay. change on that. Your horizon walker. Yeah. Um, when there's a hole popped in, when there's a hole popped in the fabric of reality here somewhere. Right. So you reach out with your senses, and you don't feel any immediate uh, strong disruption in the fabric of the planes. You don't sense any planar rifts or tears or portals. Okay. How far away are these trees from us? Uh, probably barely on the edge of your vision at about 50-ish feet. Dense forest. Yeah. What's Puff Puff look like? Um, Puff Puff is just sort of hanging out near your heel and is watching this thing curiously and is just a little bit on edge, maybe because she's picking up that you guys are, are getting... You're, you're in a little bit of a state of readiness, right? Because, you know, you're near something that's supposedly dark. Uh, yeah. If it is the trickster... The trickster is known to be able to hide themselves from many types of detection or something that is somewhat attached to the trickster. Perhaps I should go and look first. If that is what you wish. I can also get sort of, closer. He sort of looks around to see if anybody else wants to chime in or object or whatever. I'm, I'm saying on the shoulder. Yeah. I was good. I actually think Laz is going to go with him. And when we get within, um, ugh, it's so damn close. If we get in with, we, if we get within about 10 feet of this, these lightning struck trees, Mm-hmm. I am going to cast Lay Sense because it uh, gives me Tremor Sense. It does. Okay. All right. So uh, so he um, picks Cloak, like reaches up to kind of grab you. Not like grab, grab, but like kind of put his fingers under you and scoop you up. He kind of, if you let him, he's going to kind of pick you up and then... Is he trying? No, so no, I'm going with him. So he's he's like picking you up off his shoulder, unless you stop or resist. No, stop that's fine. No, I'll I'll stay here. I'll go. I'm brave. You cannot follow me the way I'm going to look. I don't want Where's you going? to get hurt. Um, which way are you gonna go? He uh he kind of pauses and thinks for a moment, and he says, like this. And he begins to slowly sink into the ground. Oh, he's going to earth fly. Okay. Um, one thing I want to do, and I re- this guy's a fae, so uh, can I roll uh, nature intelligence on it with advantage? Because of uh, fae's my favorite enemy? Uh, yeah. You already rolled one before, so I'll let you roll another one. You got a, you got a, you got a 12 on that one. So just roll one just, straight up. Okay, I can do that. Um, luckily, it's just a straight up roll. Uh, 12 again. It's a 12, yeah. So, all that stuff I said before. Okay. Um, so, so he yeah, kind of slowly sinks into the ground. Uh, then I would just get off of him 
Um, okay. As it, so you kind of hop off, and he, yeah, and there's a little bit of like a, a roiling disturbance in the ground, and that that just sort of settles down. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and he's gone. Uh, I shoot Pop Puff a look, and like, uh, like, and my look is like, be really aware right now, because something she, uh, something's not rubbing right with Cloak. So she she kind of starts sniffing the air. So uh, he vanishes into the ground. And, uh, yeah, so a few minutes pass. And then a few more minutes pass. And then ten minutes pass. There is something awry. You don't hear anything. You don't, like, you just hear normal forest sounds, really. Uh, You don't hear anything up ahead. Um, Yeah. Maybe he killed it. Although he did seem a little sketchy when we mentioned the whole Loki thing. Mm, it seems that he he was obscuring the truth. I don't know by how, how, but I could not Glass is going to do what he said and walk yeah. forward to with about ten feet of the 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 lightning struck trees and cast license. Okay, so you walk up to have as well. Dan, did we have a cart or anything with us? Didn't we? Didn't we bring stuff like a cart? Oh, we do have a cart. Uh, You guys do have a cart. Um, It's a random, random side note. Yeah, yeah, you guys. uh, It might have been a little difficult to bring uh, kind of this far off the track, but no, it, it was small enough. You guys were planning for it, and you guys have a ranger, so yeah, you can you can manage to have the cart here too. Sure. Okay, as soon as Glass starts to kind of truck it towards the trees, Tilly's gonna tie Heidi to the car. Okay, you stay here. Don't, don't, don't go anywhere. Um, and try to like go with Glass. No, don't, don't go okay. by yourself. All right. As uh, Glass is walking, um, Rowan's going to clasp him on the shoulder quickly and cast protection from energy, and is going uh, to protect from lightning. Assume lightning. Cool. All right. Okay, uh, Glaz, you uh, protected from lightning. You scurry forward through the brush um, and you make your way up to the trees and you get to within 10 feet of them. Yep. You can cast, cast your lay sense. Yep, uh, so that so gives me... You have tremor sense 20 feet, is that right? Or Tremor sense 20 feet and just gives me more, um, you know, more uh, bigger distance on my detecting of ley lines and... Uh, yeah, and know the distance and direction of every ley line within the five-mile range. Okay, so now that you have this greater sense of your ley lines, you're you're once again uh, sensing the presence of the Shadow Road line, but you're now sensing it in the other direction from where you sensed it last time you looked. It's moving. You're now sensing it from back the way you came through the woods. Your tremor sense uh, picks up maybe like little squirrels and crap skittering around, but nothing like the, you know, no no big creatures, nothing nothing nearby. How much longer would you guys like to wait? The shadow road has just moved, which is not normal. Does it move like ever or like moving a ley line? takes like, you know, well, entire mageocracies or um, 
or something that is distorting my sense of the ley lines. It was in front of me before, and now it's back behind us. Like we're we're Heidi. She turns around, and starts going back to her Heidi. Where where where, where Balgroth was? No, Balgroth went forward. Under, he the, went well, under the ground, assuming we assume he went forward. But before he was in front of you. Yes, but that's what I'm saying is that. Uh, I, I mean, I was basically standing next to Balgroth when I felt it way in front of me with normal sense. Now with my you felt it, you felt it sort of like off to your left, essentially, okay. and now it's like way to the back and right. And but so it's not like I, it's not like you had your sense up the whole time. You kind of listened to right. it, found it, and then you guys waited for a while, and then you cast your spell, and it's like, wait, no, what? Over yeah, there. I think what Cloak is asking me is if when I sensed it before, was I sensing it in the direction of Balgroth? No, no. Yeah, okay. so it's not that as though it's moved because Balgroth has moved, potentially. Okay. Um, is the Nightbreath playing tricks with us? Uh, can I roll perception? Sure, just making a, a general sort of search action to try and... What, what are you looking for? Are you looking for anything? Listening for things skulking in the woods? Le I'm, li I'm listening because Balgroth went underground. Uh, mm -hmm. and he's very paranoid right now because things sure. started getting sketchy. All right. Uh, <laughs> wait, do I, do I roll this at advantage? You do not. No, that's survival. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fucking great. Eight. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, really all it's you hear is my fucking night. Normal, right. uh, normal, normal forest sounds. Yeah. So, so how much longer do you guys think you'll like wait before going somewhere doing something? Um, um here's the thing you guys. Um, Balgoth, when I first met him, he said he, like, he's very patient. And every time I think about patience and something in the wild being patient is like, you know, those spiders that tunnel and then they like snap out and eat something. That's what, that's what I think about right now. And I don't know why I'm thinking about that, but I am thinking about that. <laughs> uh, Rowan's going to move to the center of the clearing and have a better look around. Some trapdoor spiders are known to wear wigs of moss, so that's yes. pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, so inside this circle of trees that are lightning struck. Mm-hmm. So it's not a circle, it's just three. Three trees right next to each other. Oh. Oh sorry, I was yeah. thinking it was like a truck like three and a well, yeah, they're, I mean, they're not like in a perfect line or whatever, so they're kind of a triangle, but it's like just three trees that were growing near each other. Yeah, so if, yeah. Rowan, and they're walks all through, if Rowan walks through the trees, I'll go with her. Again, okay, you guys are walking I have up. 10 minutes, I have 10 minutes of, of tremor sure. sense, so I'm going to sort of keep, you know, moving forward hide. as it seems like there's only... Okay. All right, uh, make your dexterity stealth check, please, Cloak. 13, got it. All right, uh, several of you, uh, basically everybody except Rowan, kind of loses track of Cloak. All right, uh, so you guys head up. You move past the lightning-struck trees. Um, they have the smell of not having been dead for very long, or not not necessarily being dead, but dying. And you can even smell, like, the faint char from where the, the lightning caused the wood to burn uh, and kind of burn out the inside a bit. Um, 
doesn't seem like it happened too terribly long ago, but like, you know, not this morning. Well, you walk mm -hmm. up past the trees and beyond it just seems like more woods. No, damn it. Um, you alright? Well, um, this is going to be bad. I'm going to look back behind me to see if the other's still there. S sorry, what was that, Moth? I'm going to. I'm looking back past the charred trees where we just stepped through and looking to see if I can still see the rest of the group. Yeah. Uh, assuming, like, did you guys move up at all or are you still back where you were? I was still within, uh, I guess, the 10 feet of the trees that. Okay, so other people there. moved up to within 10 feet of the trees, then yeah, yeah, you can mm -hmm. see them. Yep, it's not like you vanish or something. What do you uh, what do you think in there, Glyzer? I'm gonna get us into so much trouble. <laughs> I mean, when do okay. you not? Glaz opens up the lantern because it acts as a lantern of revealing and of detect magic and sees if he sees anything invisible or detecting magic and shines it around so, around so these. Remember the, remember the detect magic is contact. You actually have to touch things. Oh, to that's see right. I'm sorry. Um, because there's no fuel on the lantern and it burns forever, right. you know, that sort of thing. So you're going to activate yeah. the revealing property of it, though. Yes. So does that... It doesn't reveal people who are just hiding, right? It reveals invisible things? It's invisible things. Okay. So looking around, um, you do not see anything invisible within the light of the, the lantern. You do, however, hear the immediate groaning of the trees, kind of as you, as you yeah. flash it. <clears throat> So I, I close it back down. I was just worried something was invisible here and within these okay. trees. Yep, yep. So uh, let's have everybody roll initiative, please. Oh, are you oh. kidding me? Oh, oh. oh. I'm not rolling above fucking oh. 10 tonight. That's supposed to be with plus two, so it'd be 11 instead of nine, so. Glad to hear for us, at least. highest initiative I've ever rolled. Oh. <laughs> Wait, did that roll? Great. Glaz is first. That's not a problem. Damn it. I rolled seven. Why my, All right. Thanks, Glaz. Why'd my insight just show up? I don't know. I didn't roll insight. I don't know. Well, I told you I was going to get us in trouble. <laughs> uh, all right, so shit. So, uh, anybody over twenty? No. No. Uh, so twenty to fifteen. Looks like we have Glass and a nineteen. Glass and a nineteen. <laughs> so oh, bad. Yeah, Paula. Uh, Paula has a ten. I'm sure it's fine. It's, it's fine. All right. Um, so 15 to 10? I'd be 11. All right. Uh, 10, 10 to 5? 7. I got a 7 as well. But so who would like to go? Oh, no, sorry, sorry, I got an 8. No. You got an eight. Yeah, you got an 8, yeah. yeah. Eight. Rowan. 7, Riodan. 7, me. 
So, uh, okay, seven. I have the slightly higher dex, I think. Uh, however you guys want to do that, that works. I got a 14, plus two. Oh, yeah, I got a uh, 16, plus three. Okay. All right. Uh, is that everybody? One, two, three, four. Who am I missing? That's everybody. Five. All right. Uh, so. What about bear? The bear. Yeah, we should roll for uh, fluff and stuff. And Heidi. <laughs> Do you want to uh, Heidi? Heidi is not going to <laughs> He's like, oh, what happened? I missed hey. the box. <laughs> <laughs> fluff and stuff oh, is a four. <laughs> All right. So. The only person who is not surprised is Rowan. Uh, no. Rowan and Glaz, because of your tremor sense, you can feel it coming. It is rocketing up from under the earth. You suddenly feel this immense thing beneath your feet. You get the sense of this meteoric rise from under the ground, bursting up, kind of past you towards an angle. Uh, Rowan, you uh, are your hearing is sensitive enough that you pick up this rumble and you kind of see the ground shake uh, kind of past you back towards the uh, the line of trees and just your friends outside. So, uh, Glaz, you can act. Something is coming. It ain't out of the ground yet, though. Oh, son of a gun. Uh, Uh, okay, um, wow. Uh, Glass, I mean, he's already, he's already got his mage armor up. Uh, uh, uh. is going to take the dodge action, uh, getting himself ready for whatever might, uh, might appear out of, uh, out of the ground and get himself in a defensive, uh, in a defensive stance, uh, to, uh, and take the dodge action. Okay. And scream uh, out! It's coming! Something's coming up from under the earth. I don't know All if right. it is boss, boss, and both and the big three guy or not. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that is going to bring us to Rowan. Oh, okay. What can I do? Yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to. <sighs> I'm going to get out of the way of whatever's coming out of the ground. So going to kind of move away from the trees. Sure. You were saying it was coming up at an angle to us, so it's not coming up right underneath of us, right? Not coming up right underneath you, no. Okay, yeah, I assume at least not be in... Yeah, Yeah, she's just kind of backing up from where it's going, yep. Uh, What else can I do? You can... Sorry. You can ready a... That's fine. Uh, you could ready a spell or an action to take for when you see something reveal itself. Yeah, I... I'm going to... How close is Glass to me? Five feet. You guys walked up okay, together. I'm, I'm going to activate the bloodletting rune and... Okay. What does that do? Um, so it's a warning bond. 
Oh, um, right, right, right. Okay, you cast yeah. Warding Bond on Glass. Right. So there's a yes. shimmering field around you, Glass, and I believe... Uh, you get a plus yeah, one to AC. There you go. Yep, plus one AC, and you split damage between you. Okay. Yeah, All right. and you get, uh, you get a plus one to your saving throws as well. Oh, there you go. Nice. Okay, uh, so the ground rumbling that a few of you were able to pick up on, uh, Tilly, Riodan, uh, Cloak, you guys are just kind of like, what, what are they talking about? What's going on? You don't really see or hear anything until the ground under Tilly's feet explodes. <laughs> this massive figure bursts up out of the ground. Its face is now split into this massive grin that reaches up way too high, splitting its head almost in half. The, uh, the green, mossy, giant figure, basically Superman punches her out of the ground as he comes up. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Alright, so he... He catches you full in the... He happens to, to get you right in the shield. You just instinctively duck behind it when anything goes wrong. And it pummels into your shield. And he strikes at you again with a critical hit. So, that'll be that. So, his second fist, as he comes up, catches you in the... It just kind of in the back under your guard. Quick question, is this considered a weapon? Uh, it is a weapon attack. Because I do have that one thing that says next hit with weapon penalizes Tilly by an AC by five. Oh yeah, so actually what it does is it creases your armor and now you're having trouble moving because you're kind of bent back a little bit. So yeah, your armor class is now decreased by five. You take uh, 23 points of bludgeoning damage and uh, its fist <laughs> kind of wraps around you. <clears throat> All right, you are grappled, which means you can't move. So okay. that's his turn. Top of the order, Glaz. So, oh, God. wait, it's uh, so, uh okay. We, did did Riodan and Cloak not go? They were they were surprised. It was a this is oh, a yeah, surprise, the, yeah. round. Got you. surprise round. He was, um, he, he was he was hidden. Rowan had sharp enough ears, high enough passive perception to gotcha. to hear the rumble of him coming, and you had tremor sense, so you could see him. He wasn't hidden from you. Okay, so this is and this is boss. boss this is dude. this. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 Boss, is that right. who this is? We we, we can Bullsack. actually use his his real name now. It's Burstuk. <laughs> Burstuk. So okay, it's Burstuk. Which it is? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's something bad. One of these guys. Oh, great! Okie dokie. It's got, got a sort of vowel change name. Damn it! <laughs> um, seeing that this guy is a three, um, I am going to pull out. Uh, well, first, you know what? I am going to uh, uh, channel my old lay, the ley line of the Everforge. All right, do it. Uh, and uh, I get to, uh, so how do we decide we're, we're gonna do this? Cause we change things up a little bit. I, I need to the, choose a level, but not the actual spell before I roll. No, just go ahead and roll it and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> so oh. that's an eight plus. Plus your intelligence bonus. Plus my intelligence bonus, 
which yeah. is a uh, which is a, a plus uh, three. So it is yeah. an it, yeah, it's a twelve. I'm sorry, eleven. Eleven, right? So you're good for a level three spell. So I'm good for a level three spell. So yep. yeah, with that, uh, so now I'm gonna I need to roll d ten, I believe. I'm sorry. Yep, it's okay. Uh, so uh, isn't it a d ten? Yeah. For uh, minor, we've been away a while. Sorry, yeah, it's been away a while. Five. So on a five. That is double the range of my spell, which I probably don't need. Uh, so I will take the temporary hit points. All right. So you reach out to your connection, your tether to the the fiery line of the uh, the Everforge, and you draw on that energy. And as you weave it into your spell, you pull that excess energy and wrap it around your own life force. And that's a D six, correct? Yep. Or D four. D six. Of how many? D6? Yep. So D6 two plus... temporary. I, it was a D6 plus your wizard level, something like that. So we'll just, we'll call it nine hit points for now. Uh, go okay. ahead and cast your spell. Uh, so I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do, uh, pull out my diamond, uh, spin up my chromatic orb. I'm going to make uh -huh. it fire damage at level three. All and right. uh, so I need to uh, roll a D20 plus D6. Yep. On a 24. That'll hit. And that is uh, 5d8. Ooh. Fire damage. So that's 21 points of fire damage right. as a huge bolt of diamond. fire. Yeah, you spin the diamond and uh, create this scintillating, swirling orb of fire that blasts out toward this creature. It sears into its back and it cries out in pain. But to your chagrin, it doesn't really catch the, the substance of its body very well. It, uh, it just kind of sears and spits and sizzles. So he does take damage, but he appears to be resistant to fire. Oof, okay. Good to know. So he takes 10. Yep. Uh, Tilly, your turn. Uh, Tilly is going to try her, her best to break the grip. Just trying to pull back the fingers of this guy. So that will require you to uh, spend one of your attacks to try and break the grapple, which you can do. Um, yes. Being grabbed by him does not actually penalize your attacks at all. Uh, but yeah, so you can make a strength athletics check as one of your attacks to try and break the Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, 18. So the grip crushing on you is is massive, but you're able to wedge your arm down under the thumb and you hear something pop as you lever it open and drop to the ground. So you can continue with the rest of your attack action. You can take your extra okay. attack against it. As soon as she plops the ground, she two hands right onto her hammer and smashes into his... Well, you have, your, you have, your, you have your shield, right? So you can't, you can't two hand the hammer. Oh, okay, okay, so I guess I'll... I can hit it with my shield, we'll go ahead and do that. Just right onto the, like, well, foot of it, kind of crack into it. Well, you, you can you can one-hand the Warhammer, that's fine. Go ahead and make your attack with your Warhammer, and then you oh. can... You can you bonus action. <laughs> you said you, said okay. you were two-handing the hammer, sorry. I'm sorry, I like being epic. I'm just kidding. It's okay. Uh, 18, that hits, yeah. You hear wood crack, oh, and it cries out of pain. That was so my previous. Oh, that was the previous one. Ah, yeah. I looked down and looked back up and saw Tilly eighteen. No, you're fine. 
Alright. Attack roll. Here we go. Plus your attack bonus, which is significant. I'm uh it's been so long since we've done this, I'm still so like Yeah, I know. It's okay. Oh. Plus five. Uh plus and then plus three, no, so it's, it's eight total, sorry. Plus your hammer is a plus one hammer now, so it's nine total. Plus nine. Nine. So okay. that hits. That hits. Go ahead okay. and give me hammer damage, and remember to add that one point to damage as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Sorry, I forgot to change my copy process out. So. Yeah, it's okay. There you go. Woo! So that's got to be plus six damage at least. Yeah, 13. Mm -hmm. There we are. All right, so it takes full damage from the blow of your hammer, and you hear this this satisfying in the thwack of the metal biting into the wood and hear it cracking. You can hear this almost uh, guttural um, war cry that echoes with the hammer. She just cries back. <laughs> yep. So you can right bash him with your shield now if you like. <laughs> okay. Um, Oh, that's a natural one. So he uh, just kind of backhands the hammer strike away. Uh, Paula. Paula is going to uh, kind of reverse her hammer, closes her eyes, and begins kind of chanting in that dwarven prayer. Um, and you can all feel it beginning to sort of thrum through your bones and uh, in time with your heartbeat, almost like the ringing of a hammer on an anvil. So you all have the leadership benefit. So you get to roll a d4 and add it to your uh, to your attacks and saving throws. Nice. Uh, Rowan, you're up. Okay. How far away from me is he? 30 feet, maybe. More like 20, really. Okay. I mean, I do have bird armor now. So. Just gonna. Seeing that Tilly is still grasped by. No, she thing. broke out. She broke out, okay. In this case, I'm going to cast a third level Inflict Wounds. Nice. Run up on him. This uh, black yeah. energy crackles around Ro uh, Rowan's claw, and you strike out at him. Make your spell attack. It's a um, melee attack. Yep, melee spell attack. Okay. Let me... But you get to use your wisdom instead of your strength. <laughs> so would it basically be like a wisdom roll? It's wisdom with proficiency. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, no, I don't know if this sheet would have it. So, that's five. Oh, Ooh, nice. that hits. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, you reach out and grab a hold of the, the big splintered area, which is now oozing this black, thick pus that reeks of um, old, rotten meat. And you just kind of reach into the wound, and you and let the necrotic energy flow. flow into it. Yep. So what level did you do? Third? Third, so that oh, is Jake. 5d10. That's 5d10 necrotic damage. Yeah. Yikes. And he is not resistant to that. That's good to know. 28 necrotic damage. As she takes her in and just rips. Ugh. 
He howls in agony as the uh, the the wound splits farther and begins to rot and slough off at the edges. Uh, and his eyes begin to burn with this sickly yellow light. Uh, Riodan, your turn, sir. I'm gonna tentacle this dude. Um, Hell yeah. So, oh, I'm gonna move to get close enough, and then I will swing once. Oh, that's one. Twice. That's two. Oh, and a crit! Feels so good to hit on a All right. 31 attack run. Okay, uh, so the first one is free. Oh, like, the crit was a free. Uh, so max is. Oh, total damage is uh, math 9. And it has right. to make a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Alright, it has magic resistance. So it gets oh, to yeah, advantage on this. Yes. Uh, Constitution is huge. So he passes with a 24. Damn it. I was hoping to get rid of his reactions. No one has ever failed that roll. Not true. He sucked sucked the life out of some ghost folk with that, which saved some people's asses. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um... Yep. Uh, That was a Riodan. All it it really does is uh, stop their reactions, which I figured would be useful in a potential boss fight scenario. Cloak! Cloak, you're up. Uh, I, at this point, Cloak is kind of looking at the nature of the situation because he saw mm-hmm. the, the chromatic orb, like, fly at him. And then he mm-hmm. looks at the burnt trees and he, like, mm-hmm. looks at Glass and he's like, Glass, Moss is wet. And then he, uh, <laughs> takes his sword out from under his cloak and goes, Morgrim, and then runs forward, uh, and, uh, slices at this thing's, like, right at the back of its knee. So as Cloak darts forward, his blade bursts into flames. And then uh, then I use my planar warrior, and my flames, I imagine, yeah. turn uh, into, like, a blue... I don't know. Yep. So the, uh, yeah, the bright orange flame around his blade begins to, like, swirl into a vortex of this deep sapphire flame around the blade. All right, here we go. I'm going to roll. Do it. Oh, there, I hit. That'll hit. Give me some damage. Here, here's the damage. 20 damage. Uh, uh, half of, half of uh, right. 5, 6, 7. Uh, so 3 if we round it down. Yep. So that'd be... Ow. Yeah. Uh, all right, so he wails in pain and kind of staggers backwards, and half of his leg is still sort of sunk into the ground. And you can see that his blood spattering on the ground just sort of fizzles and vanishes. There is no trace of him in these woods at all. He doesn't leave a footprint. He doesn't disturb a twig. He doesn't leave bits of himself behind. There is no trace of him. But he uh, is... Uh, his he blood is the bottle. Well. Uh, <laughs> and for my second attack, I was... Attack. Yeah, uh, for my second attack, I was like, we were best friends! Uh, and I got a 12. <laughs> Roll a d4, won't matter. Even oh, four. d4. Even the 4 won't get you, sorry. It clunks oh, off. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I rolled. 16. 16. Clunks off his, uh, his thick hide. Uh, is, is my weapon a plus 1? Uh, your weapon is magical, but it's not a plus 1. No, uh, it's not. So, yeah, no. stuff comes charging forward. And it makes two attacks. It's getting bad. Uh, that's a 19. That'll hit. And the claws. A 17 misses, but um, I can't. I don't 
think she needs to be able to understand him. So because of the blessings of Everforge, uh, the claws hit as well. So nice. Four, six, and three. And seven, four, eleven down to five. So a total of eight damage. Uh, Fluff and stuffs weapons do seem to be having a great deal of difficulty getting purchase and hurting uh, the creature. It is resistant to the claws and the bite. So that's after Fluff and Stuff, the Burstook. The Burstook uh, drives its fist into Tilly once more, and it begins screaming in abyssal, this horrible blasphemous language that just kind of makes your back prickle and your spine go cold when you hear it. Nothing as bad as the void speech, but it's still just an awful horrible language. Uh, nope. <laughs> That's a seven. Uh, second one is another seven. Uh, oh, wait a minute. You know what? Your armor class is minus five. Those are both going to hit. Oof. Oh. So, you're going to take 30 between two hits, points of damage. And he wraps both of his hands around you, and you can hear the metal creaking and your bones beginning to grind together. Rowan screams. Yep, 30 total. Uh, Glads, top of the order. Um, Glads is going to uh, stick with, well, kind of what he knows. Um, and again, he's going to class another chromatic ward, this time just at second level. Um, which element? I am going to... Um, uh, let's go with acid. Acid's always a, a... Oh, you know what? But his blood has been landing on the ground and sizzling, hasn't it? Ooh, I wonder if he's got acid for blood. Um, I'm going to go with lightning instead. I'm hoping that maybe this light, these lightning trees are are not a something he did. Uh, fire, fire's bad. Acid, uh, lightning. Let's go for it. Uh, no, lightning. And um, <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, he's got a plus six to hit. And let's see what happens. Uh, Twenty-three. That totally hits. That crackling. The crackling bluish-white uh, orb of lightning lances forward, strikes his shoulder, breaks into arcs around his body, and just arcs straight into the ground. Seemingly Does that unaffected. Hit Tilly as well? Seemingly unaffected. He is immune to lightning. Right. Darn it. Right. Uh, Tilly, your turn. Moss was going to really be in our favor. Tilly is, like, the squeezing is so much, she's taken so much damage, and she's in and out of of dazing, but she's going to still crack down if she can and swing her hammer onto his knuckles. So you're grappled again, but that does not impede your attacks. Yeah, this time she's like, I'm just going to attack, just see if I can break his little wooden fingers. All right. Uh, And I will say that now there are several horrible wounds and rents in him, and he is, uh, like, you can see the moss starting to turn gray and slough off into this thick paste. Yeah. All right, that'll hit. 28 for sure. <laughs> Give me some hammer damage. Hammer damage. She doesn't say that. She spits blood on him through the grabs of her yeah, teeth. There you go. Okay. 13. Good lord. All right. Second attack. The first hammer catches him on the cheekbone, and you can hear his face break and his jaw kind of hang to the side. Oh. She's 
wheezing and grunting between swings. Solid hit. You just come back with the backswing and catch him on the other side of the face. Give me some damage. Ten more, good lord. His head snaps over to the side, and you can see his neck crack and begin to pour that horrible pus. Uh, shield bash? I have figured shield bash. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind oh, of drive the, the rim of the shield down onto his arms, trying to break them off. <laughs> give me, give me that damage. D4 plus five. Six. So this one is, uh, yeah, no, your your shield is magical, so uh, it is an enchanted Sweet. shield. So that is another six full damage. All right. Trying to remind is... fingers, but it's if just it's, every it's crit, Did she roll another D four? Oh, was that a critical hit? It was. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a crit. Yeah. No, roll roll another D four. Yeah, you crit it. You hear its forearm break inside that moss that cases it. I think I just pushed up and did it. So you can take uh, the four. So mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 41. Oh, all right, so uh, that's Tilly. Paula is going to scream a battle cry in Dwarvish and run forward and try to smack this thing with her hammer. And she has pack tactics, so she has advantage on this. So she hits once and didn't have advantage on that one because um, I didn't click it again. Uh, that one is not going to hit, unfortunately. But she hits once. Alright. And her hammer sort of flares with this firelight of sparks as it burns into the creature's uh, back. And... Alright. Paula, Rowan. Okay. Seeing it's crushed Tilly again. Rowan screams as she uh, takes out her dagger and just plunges it into the wound and casts Inflict Wounds again. Oh god, alright, get her. Third level again, I'm going to use my crit. <laughs> okay then, so go ahead as you shriek and drive this knife into the cracked open wound in its back and just lean into it with all of your weight, with Wotan's name on your lips. Go ahead and roll me 10d10 necrotic damage, please. Oh, man. I was going to juice that up with with one of my features, but I don't think I need to. Yeah, you want to you give him a little little life drain zappy zap too? Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll give a little life drain zappy zap. It'll go Hard for the kill. So... The raven is mad about this whole subterfuge of being a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid trees. Holy oh my shit. god, seven and seven? You've got really three and ten um, there? So, and that adds seven necrotic damage from your life drain, right? Yep. Okay, so that's so 84. 84. So that drops him to negative 50. <laughs> hey, 84, 84 was a good year, okay? Don't piss off. Don't piss off the raid. Rowan drives her blade into what would be this thing's kidney if it were not made of wood and demonic lies. And you see this just horrible black energy burst out from the dagger through her hands. 
spread through the entire creature as these veins of rot. It throws its head back and shrieks this surprisingly high-pitched wail that causes the uh, the surrounding forest to just explode into a frenzy of panicked animals. And those veins suddenly suck back into Rowan's hand and she pulls her fist, drawing the last bits of the creature's essence into her hand and it just collapses. <laughs> this soft, rotting, spongy wood that just bursts with this horrible carrion smell and the ichor begins to just evaporate immediately. <laughs> so you all have a moment kind of sitting there in the aftermath of this. Rowan's hands are covered in this black pus as it's just kind of dripping away and evaporating into nothing. And uh, and oh, all of you are oh. catching your breath. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I want to bottle some of its blood. Uh, there's really nothing left of this. It all just kind of okay. fades away. It's sucked yeah, back yeah. to the 11 hells. If, uh, if, so... um, if Tilly is still prone, then Rowan is reaching out to her to help her up. Uh, how many hit points do you have left, Tilly? Six. Six? So she probably falls to a knee <laughs> when, uh, so when... Tilly is kind of one our shirt, like, I don't know. So the, uh, the, the creature was lifting her up in both of its hands, trying to crush her, and was pulling it into, like up against its chest, and you could see the moss was like starting to flow around Tilly's body as it dies and sloughs back off of her. Um, so you have a moment where you all begin to catch your breath, and, and just faintly, you all hear, Wonderful, dearies, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you ever so much. Do take the toys I have given you and use them oh so well. And that's where we'll stop. <laughs> oh, fantastic. It's worth a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear you up, we'll hear you up. Oh man, um, fantastic episode! Wow, what 80, 80, How much? Eighty-five damage? Plus Eighty-four. Yeah. Oh my oh. god! Do not piss off Rowan. Uh, don't piss off a, a dead ghost bird. Uh, do <laughs> not. Lesson. Do not mess with her godchild. <laughs> Excellent killing yeah, of a heretic! Congratulations, Rowan. Um, Can I drop the uh, now? Yep, you're in a bad boy club. It's official. Um, I don't have too much time. I've got to wrap up pretty quick. So let's make yep, the, yep. uh, the wrap-ups quick today. Um, but great job, everybody. Dan, how was that tonight for you? That was great. Uh, pacing was a little off. We we took our time, and that's fine. But, you know, we're knocking some rust off, getting back into it. That was cool. Uh, that was a fun combat. We were damn near about to knock a use off of that egg. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I had a great time. Fantastic. Where can we find you online, Dan? Oh, yeah, right, right. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dan underscore Dylan underscore one. Uh, I'm a game designer with Wizards of the Coast on Dungeons and Dragons, and I love talking D&D, so come hit me up anytime. Fantastic. And simply, how's that tonight for you and Tilly? Uh, it has its ups and downs. Uh, ups more than downs. Bear. Uh, Paula, I think, might be might be coming to the Tilly side is what I'll say. Uh, but, you know, being squeezed like a lemon 
a little on the downside, but I had a great time. This is really fun. I'm super glad like we're back. I had fun on the Q&A last week. I don't know if it's live anywhere, but that was really, really fun just chit-chatting about the show, so y'all check it out if you uh, haven't, but um, I'm just glad. It's going to be really exciting to see what happens next week. I'm super thrilled. I hate that it's coming to an end so quickly, but I've had such a good time. Um, I am overall simply JXN, simply underscore JXN here on Twitch, simply JXN without an underscore on Twitter. I make art. I play games. I goof off. You're welcome to come hang out. I'm just trying to catch my breath right now because I thought I was going to have to use my fancy gig and I didn't, you know, <sighs> didn't want to. Just the instructions were pressed into the armor and I have to dig it out. It's weird. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you, you, would, you wouldn't have been able to use the egg yet. Of course, mm-hmm. it was uh, it happens. If she's carrying it, it happens oh. automatically. The, the... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 McLoken, how's that stuff for you and Cloak? Uh, hi, I'm McLoken. You might recognize me from uh, such films as uh, Find the Better You, written by uh, Puff Puff, and uh, How to Train Your uh, Revived uh, Bear. Fluff and stuff. <laughs> um, so uh, I was trying to do How You Train Your Dragon, but I how do you say that with a revived bear? Um, so yeah, uh, I am a cloaking. Uh, I do. I had a. It was a weird roller coaster. Uh, mainly, mainly with uh, no one. I, any of the players could not have convinced me to go on this this uh, journey, except for Puff Puff. And oh. I think that's that's the only way uh, he would have gone because Puff Puff is his conscience. It's like. In, it's like he's Doctor Who, and Puff Puff is his companion. Because if Puff Puff wasn't there, if you notice, when Puff Puff's not with him, he's doing shady shit and getting away with it. Um, and so, uh, yeah. But uh, hey, I, thanks I, very much. Thanks very much for Tari uh, for making give Puff Puff the ability to speak. Part of her ginormous donation from uh, from a, a while back. But you had to do it through grandmother. Oh um, yes, I had to do it through grandmother. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Turi. Um, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what uh, I did. So that's me. Okay. Follow me at my Twitter at McLoken. Dope. And Moff, how's that tonight for you? And Rowan. Yeah, I just overkilled a giant tree demon. So a hell of a lot. I. I feel like you you can mess with Rowan. You can you can toy with her as much as you want, but as soon as you touch one of her friends or her very precious Tilly, then your life is forfeit. So I, I'm glad to be back at it, even though we have the finale next week and I'm not ready for it. And uh, I don't know what Dan's planning, so I'm scared now. So I have a week to let that fester. But I'm planning a party. Yeah. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we we have a party to go to. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm Scarlet Moth. You can find me at that Scarlet Moth on Twitter. I'm an artist, cosplayer, D and D lover, all the good stuff. I'm starting on my Rowan head soon, so you can just follow my Twitter for all that progress on that cosplay, uh, and you can look on my Twitter for any other D and D games that I'm in. Fantastic! And then last but not least, Tool School. 
Uh, I'm Tallsquall. You can find me all over the internet as Tallsquall. I DM my own uh, game on Saturdays at 2 p.m. We're coming up on our 99th episode um, after we've been, been doing this for a couple years now. Uh, all started on Will's channel, whatever, however many moons ago that that was uh, during one of his 24-hour streams. But uh, you can come check us out there. Um, find me at Tallsquall all over the place. I had a blast. Uh, yeah, Glass um, does his thing. Woohoo! Absolutely. Uh, I'm super excited for next week. It's the finale of World Tree Burn. Same time next week, Tuesday 8. Be sure not to miss it. Mark it in your calendars. We'll also be making some big announcements about what's happening next with the show. So you will not yes. want to miss that one. Uh, it's uh, it's big. It's bigger. It's more than you're expecting. You're going to be excited. Uh, i got to go. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Call Krulu, 2 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, try not to roll too many that once. We want to be there laughing when you do. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.